A young man discovers love over the course of an Italian summer. A lifelong politician inherits leadership when his country is at its most vulnerable. Hundreds of thousands of soldiers stranded on a beach seek rescue from an unlikely citizen navy. An African-American man's weekend trip upstate to meet the parents takes a horrific turn. A girl traverses her senior year of high school in turn of the millennium Sacramento. A dressmaker and his muse look for balance in their relationship. A newspaper and the government go head to head in regards to how much freedom the press has. A mute woman falls in love with a creature from the deep. A shattered mother takes aim at the police department that has failed her family. This time on a very special episode of the Oscar should go to 2017. And the Oscar goes to. And the Oscar goes to. The Academy Award. Not yet, Jack. The Oscar goes to. And the Oscar goes to. And the Oscar goes to. Yeah, baby. Yeah. We're back. We're here. We're back, bitches. We're here and we're talking. We're not going back in the past. No, we're talking I mean, recent movies. The very, very recent past. Very recent past. It's been so great to not have to like cram a billion I've movies in a movies. two week period. Yes, yeah, exactly. That. Um, I did rewatch all these movies over the last three weeks. Are you so. fucking kidding me? No. Oh, my God. I'm You're like the, the good one. one. Yeah, you are the. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I'm like the naughty one. Ugh. Oh my Disgusting. <laughs> I, we, should we apologize for... Yeah, we want to apologize um, for the sound quality of um, most of our episodes, but particularly, <laughs> particularly last week's. Particularly Joey's. Um, there was a lot of reverb, a lot of echo. Um, and then followed by inaudibleness. Yeah, so we don't know what it was. It was trying... Just trust me that it was a great episode. Yeah, it was good. It, I mean, it would have been your favorite podcast ever if yeah, you... If you could have heard If you could have heard us and... <laughs> Um, I listen to all of it. I, I it, it gets better. Oh, we should say this. If you're like, does it get better? Hashtag it's yep, it gets better. Yeah. It does. By the it end does. of the episode, it's, yeah. Or you just get totally immune to it, so you it think was. it gets better. <laughs> I just was like, yeah. yeah, this is my life. You just now. give up on thinking it's ever gonna change, and this then you're like, sounds like. I guess like, um, my friend Jess, who thinks she's the star of the podcast because she's been mentioned multiple times now. Well, I've um, never met this woman. You have, have, yeah. Have I? Yeah, when you came and saw Prom in Arizona. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, Jess. Hey, Jess. Yeah. That's fun um, Said she felt like she was at a Bon Jovi concert, which mm-hmm. I feel like is a huge compliment. Huge compliment. Big so, time. So, yeah. Yeah. Everybody um, loves Bon Jovi. Yeah, who doesn't love Bon Jovi? Actually, I don't really care for Bon Jovi. I like that one song. You didn't like U571? What would you say? You didn't like U571? Was he in that? Mm-hmm. No. Um, we're trying a new. Like um, we're trying a new recording method this week. Yeah, we're in. We're 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 out of the studio this week. Yeah, we're yeah. out of the studio. We're back in our original studio, which is Megan's apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're actually here with uh, our first guest. Mm-hmm. It's like a retread of that first episode, except yeah. hopefully Megan won't do as much singing this time. Ah, uh, but I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> I would um, not count on it. Maddie Smith is here. Hey, Maddie. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. Hey, we're happy to have you. We were going to do just the two of us. And Maddie was like, I have a lot of opinions. I've got to share them. Yeah, he turned straight into Rachel Lewis and was like, I have a lot to say. (laughs) I need to jump in here. Um, Also, we just need someone to break up Megan and I's talking. Yeah, I don't think anybody, I think people listen for the guests. Oh, for sure. I would. And if you hear a little click clacking, that's 
old doggo up in here. Yeah. The dog's here too, guys. Dog's here too. Scout, what aren't you, you what good doggo? What do you think about Get Out, Scout? Silent. Silent. She's racist. Silent. Super racist dog. <laughs> um, should we jump into it? Yeah, let's get into it. We've so got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot to Nine talk about. Nine nominees. Nine nominees. So we'll do this kind of the same way we've done this in the past. Um, we're going to go through the nominees alphabetically, since we don't have a Best Picture winner as of yet to lead up to. Um, and then we'll give everybody a chance to talk about something maybe they think should have been nominated. I know exactly um, what I'm going to be talking about. And then we'll, uh, you know, we'll like rank the movies and do everything we usually do. And then we'll... Um, We'll talk a little bit about some of the other major categories at the very end as well. <clears throat> um, so, alphabetically, that means we're starting with Call Me By Your Name. Okay. So, wait. So, we're saying... No, okay. we're not going to... We're, we're not going to rank all... or anything yet. We'll do uh, that at the very end. To the end. I'll put my paper away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got it out. I got it all written down. Hey. Had it, had it ready to go. Try not to jump the gun, buddy. Yeah. I want to say... Um, call Me By Your Name. I'll say it. It's my favorite movie <laughs> of this list. Okay. Really? Uh, yep. I love this movie. I love this movie. I cried. I think it's so beautiful. Um, I, t I plugged the soundtrack last week, and Super John Stevens is I just, all of it is amazing. And lay down, buddy. Um, I think Timothee Chalamet is getting all of the, is running away with all of the press. And as well he should, he's phenomenal in it, but don't. Sleep on Army Hammer, man. He's... I'm gonna sleep on Army Hammer. I thought he was great. Are you serious? I think he's good. Um, he's I think not, he's it's not his story to tell. I know, but I think he is also weaker than anybody else in the movie. Personally, I mean, it's I, well, I it's think hard this movie is against Michael Stuhlbarg. It's hard. yeah, and I think this movie's beautiful. And I think that I don't know her name, um, but the mother is so good too. The mother's so good, and I also like his little his girlfriend there yeah. too. Yeah, terrific. She's great. It's beautiful to look at as oh, somebody yeah. who has, uh, re you know, in the past few years been to Italy. It's uh, so, so fucking gorgeous and really makes me want to be both gay, mm -hmm. well, and a teenager. Yeah. And living in Italy. Yeah, sure. Um, and, yeah, I think the, the, the setting is so location, the people are, uh, sorry, the, the location and setting is so beautiful and the people are so beautiful. Really made me want a glass of apricot juice. Yeah. Oh, wait, now. Yeah, the apricot's okay. Oh, the apricot. Not apricots. peach oh, Not juice. the peach. I don't want any yeah. peach. <laughs> I don't want that peach. That, um, was, tough. that was a tough moment. Yeah. Uh, but the, the speech at the end that Michael Stuhlbarg gives, I really yeah. cried. And then I cried during... Is it a video? Is when he's just staring. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, we should point out, um, this movie is like the least spoilery, maybe, of any of the movies, but... Since usually we have like a 10 year plus grace period, that we, if you haven't seen any of these movies, we will be talking about the movies. Yeah. So, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler like, alert. We're going to talk about the movies. Don't listen yeah. anymore. Or, you know, like if like you haven't seen Shape of Water and you're worried about it, when we get to that, I don't know, skip ahead eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to put timestamps on And then you'll show. probably get exactly to the moment that we're spoiling it. <laughs> and and then that's like, your fault for listening to this before you saw the movie. Don't um, listen to the podcast. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Yeah, if you don't like movies, why are you, why are you here? Yeah, fuck off. Wait, what, something else I wanted to say, though, about Call Me By Your Name is... Um, yeah. Um, fuck, I forget. The only issue I think Call Me By Your... I've seen a couple people say this, and I sort of agree, is that... I thought he was the weakest one in the movie. I don't think he's bad. But I also think Army Hammer, while actually, like, in his early 30s, looks older than that. 
So I think it does make the relationship for some Gross. people, I get why it's like weirder for them. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like if they had cast someone that looked 30 and then you have Timothy Chalamet, who's actually 22 years old, but looks like he's 15. Yeah. Um, I just think it probably would have been more palatable for some people if Army Hammer didn't look like a 40-year-old man. Yeah, I understand that, but I, I got over that yeah. pretty quickly. That oh, At yeah, first, yeah. you're like, this is weird, and then then it, then it I got over it. it was such, their relationship was so beautiful, I got yeah. over that pretty quickly. I will say, I realized this about myself last night. Um, we were talking, we were out with some friends, and we were talking about like uh, the peop- some of the people that we were li- with, Rachel Lewis among them, did not love Call Me By Your Name. And some of these other movies that I realized, and they don't, it's not super heavy on plot. Yeah. And I, re- I realized this year more than others, I guess slice of life movies are my jam. I'm like very into that type of movie. I don't need a plot. I feel like I've gotten more into them as I've gotten older. Older. Because we like, are so old. Um, we talked about this on one of the episodes, but for a time, A Ghost Story was my favorite movie of the year, which I feel like is a movie if I saw five years ago, I would have absolutely despised yeah um but it, yeah because it just it's meandering and yeah. stuff but that's some you know it has to be really well done i think oh for sure yeah um in order not to rely on a plot but it's when it is well done man it's so emotionally effective and i yeah. i loved it maddie what did you think mm-hmm. our, our guest is, is eerily silent i'm just looking thinking no i thought it was very good i don't it's it feels like it's you like, were making some you were cracking some wise though while we were we watched it was together. I? spoiler alert I think so. I think I got mad at you at some point because oh. I was like, this is beautiful! It and is you beautiful, were like, and I agree with that. And I like that it's romantic and it's like the only romantic movie of the year, maybe. <laughs> Shape like of you Water. Just, like you just don't have many romances. I guess Shape of Water, too. Yeah. yeah. Which I did love. Um, but I kind of feel like, like I kind of, I think my issue is more with the lack of plot with it. Like, I think it's very good and it's like, spoiler for my rankings, but like it seemed like this movie would be the fourth or fifth best movie every year. Like, yeah. like, even, like, after watching it, I was like, oh, that's one of those movies that I'm like, oh, it's great, but it's not going to ever be my favorite movie, kind of because it lacks that, like, punch. And honestly, and I love, there's the Michael Stolberg, like, little monologue at the end that summarizes the movie and what we just saw and kind of tells you. And I think that's kind of my issue with the whole movie is that it was like they had, they, like, it was almost like they, like, were like, oh, we need that. We need to do something here. And so they added this monologue. What do you have against Michael Stolberg that you don't want I love to him. win an Oscar? I think he's fantastic. Wasn't even nominated. I think he's great, he but also... He wasn't nominated? No. What the fuck is wrong? Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. Why would I Fucking kid about hell. something like that? I don't this know. This is an Oscar podcast. No, and I think he's great, and I think it's like a great monologue. I just feel like it speaks to like the rest of the movie that it was like, oh, you need that scene, otherwise that movie would end and you'd be like, what did I just watch? Yeah. Like, I think it like... it, And obviously that's what a lot of monologues are for, but it just feels like in this movie it, it, it emphasized to me that like it was like a beautiful love story... It's gorgeously shot and I think shows like the difference between like a well-written indie that is just kind of boring and bland and then one that's actually directed well. Like it's just a gorgeous yeah. movie that doesn't, it's not like it has like big epic wide shots or anything like that. It just is, every moment is kind of beautiful and intimate and that's the whole tone of the movie. So that's good. But I just also like, it just lacked that like, I don't well, know, something happening the or the emotional. the period on the end of the sentence that is the movie. You don't need, you know, these people, these, these kids today sending texts here, yeah, there, they're just everywhere. sending their emojis. Yeah, and they, they don't, don't. They don't use punctuation. And they don't use punctuation. And no. listen, do you get your point across without the punctuation? Sure. Is it much stronger when you put a period at the end of something? 
it fucking is. It is. That's true. I and agree that's, with you. That's my analogy. I I I I would go so far as to say I put an exclamation point at the end. Of yeah. The yes. Why stop at a period? <laughs> Although have you ever sent a text with a period? It looks like you're angry. Yeah, I do it, and sometimes I'm angry. See, I would th- I would say that that monologue is like the sentence after a really long ellipses, <laughs> like a lot of dot dot dots. That are very nice dot dot dots. And then it was like, this is what that was. What They're you just nice watched. Dot, here's dot, why dot. you should care. And here's why it was nice for you, young boy. But also I think there was something like like it's it's pleasant in a way to watch, but also less interesting to me as a story that everyone was so cool with everything. Yes. Like it's I again, like, like that it, it wasn't about like it wasn't about him being gay or and it wasn't about yeah, him being But I'm older. kind of back and forth on just like how okay with it. Like the parents were so progressive, and partly it's maybe my background, but that's just that's just like okay. Uh, yeah, like, alert. It's I don't your know that world. No, <laughs> well, I think it, I think they do partially like you know like on the it's hard because he's just on the other end of the phone. But Army Hammer like says at the end he was like when Timothy Chalamet is like yeah they you know my parents knew know about us and like Army Hammer basically says like my dad would have like sent me to, like, military camp, like, yeah. feed mountain or he, Yeah, and I mean, like that's that. the like, more cliched story that we've seen yeah. a million times, but at the same time, like, just somewhere in that hour and 30 minutes before the monologue, like, even, like, the girl that he kind of mm-hmm. cheats on and ditches, yeah. it's pretty okay. Yeah. Like, she's yeah. very understanding, which is great for a human They're being. They're all European, man. Yeah. They're all very European. Yeah. And again, yeah, that's great. <laughs> that like that, but also it's a little less interesting. Put him on a bus to like and basically no they're like bye boys go fuck yeah they send them <laughs> yes. away to fuck like that's yeah. so crazy um, he has sex with a peach and it's like slightly awkward and yeah. that's it the like, thing I like about them I think I like about it is I feel like the performances and maybe with the exception of even though again I think he's good the other performances feel much more lived in to me than Army Hammer's feels like I feel like all the stuff with like the family and particularly Timothy Chalamet and stuff just feels like there could have just not been a camera there. It feels very much yeah. like he just mm-hmm. is a character. None of the choices that he makes feels like acting to me. Yeah. Um, that I just think that Army Hammer role, I think you're not giving him his due because that's a tough fucking, it's not your story to tell. He, he comes in sort of like, like is held at a distance the entire time. Yeah. He, he, like it's, he has to ride the line of not being an older creeper. Sure. And he And it could honestly be something that it's an amazing performance and it's just overshadowed because there's better performances around them. It's kind of like I talked about with like, speaking of Italy, with Matt Damon with Townsend Miss Ripley. I think it's a really good performance, but he's surrounded by people that are just better than he is. I think that's that's totally fair. I I just think that of all the roles in that movie, that's maybe the toughest one to play. Because I don't know what your... I don't know that his motivation and all of that's like... I'm not sure what he wants from the beginning where everybody right. else it's it's clearer. Yeah. So, you know, later. But I hear I hear what you're both saying. I hear you. I just think slash know that you're wrong. <laughs> that's fine. I mean I think it's very again though, I think it's a very good movie. I yeah. just am like that's why it didn't it didn't like have any sort of punch. And there's a couple movies on here that I like really thought was very were very good. But it's, I was like, oh, it just doesn't like, it doesn't have like, I want a few moments that like really grip me, yeah. you know? It's funny because since happen. we've been going back now and watching some movies when like Merchant, because this is James Ivory did the 
adaptation of this, of Merchant Ivory. So it's funny going back and like having been watching some Merchant Ivory movies, like this feels God, like you and such Merchant like, Ivory. But it does feel like such a Merchant Ivory movie, like a good version of the we never hear if I never hear the words merchant or ivory. I'm gonna guarantee you you will. <laughs> because unfortunately they had an they Oscar nominee like pretty much like every year for okay. like a twelve year period from the late eighties to the mid nineties. So um, but, um, any other thoughts about Oh, can I ask, what do you guys, well, I would say, I mean, I don't have to spoil later things, but I would be very happy with Timothy Chalamet winning Best yeah, Actor. Yeah, I would be, he would, like, he would I be my choice, but I'd be happy with him winning. Yeah, who would yeah. Be, okay. Who would be, well, I guess we can talk. We can talk about yeah. it when we get I, I would be very happy with him. I think he's, yeah. was, I think he's was Luca, he was not nominated. Not nominated. See, I think he's that's sort of, he's issue. also the person that I feel like he is, like, for me, the odd man out. Ooh. Um, for the, like, I think there were, of the best picture nominees, if it was going to be, like, people from there, like, I actually think all five directors totally deserve it, and I wish there was a sixth spot for him. Mm -hmm. Like, the other three people that are not nominated, I'm even, no matter how I feel about the movie, like, I don't care as much about them being nominated, but, but it was, he, a, I, yeah, yeah, well, but the it is hard because, was nominated, right? yes, See, but I'm it is hard because it's a year yeah. that, like, like, I think he did an amazing job directing this. I don't know who I would bump yeah. to put him in there, though. Yeah. Because I think everybody that is nominated is deserving. Well, I don't so. know who else is nominated. Yeah. So but it made me... Like, I really should have like, pulled these up and had them it made, But it made me want to, like, watch his other movie. Like, it made me look yeah. into his other... I'm very interested. Craig, have you seen... What's it called? Love, something Love? This is Love? Or something like that? It's with uh, Tilda Swinton? No, I haven't. The only... It's I saw a bigger good. splash. Anything with Tilda Swinton, I'm interested. I'm fascinated. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but I just kind of... It made me interested in him as a filmmaker. Yeah. So I think it's kind of a bummer that he's... Of all people for that movie, even if it wasn't nominated for Best Picture, I would right. say, like, give him the... Director yeah. Nominee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's move to our next film, then. Okay. Which I is... I thought you were going to have Jack Nicholson say, Crash. I never... I didn't get it together. Fuck, maybe man. By maybe get by next time. together. I know. Um, <laughs> Be, next, so so next is, uh, is Darkest Hour. Okay. Did you watch this film? I'll start off, I'll say, this is last on my list because I didn't see it <laughs> and I'm not going to see it. Okay. And it's bad. It's a bad movie. It's boring and uninteresting. <laughs> this wow. is my take on it. It's Hot not going to change. Hot take. <laughs> Oldman, sure, he can win, whatever. Hot but take. I'm, I'm not going to see this movie. Okay. You're not going to drag me to see this movie. Okay, okay. I'm going to me now. Uh, is also last on my list. <laughs> Not that we're giving these away as we go, but it's yeah. just go to go from first to last. Um, I watched half of it, mm -hmm. um, and then I had to go, and then my parents wanted to borrow it for because it seems like a real parent movie. It is a parent. My mom called me and said she loved this yep. movie, and I got to watch it. Yeah, I was like, all right. It's a real. It's a real. It's a real parent. My my parents, yeah, love this movie. Um, yeah, I just there's this. It's been. What else, what else has been done? Well, well Winston Dunkirk Churchill's is the same thing. Done. And Winston Churchill... I said this to Craig when I when I was watching it because the reason why I put it on was because for the SAG, cause I got it for the SAG Awards and I wanted to see um, Gary Oldman because everybody was like flipping their shit about his Winston Churchill. I'm going to say something that may be controversial. I liked Lithgow's uh, Churchill more. I liked John Lithgow in The Crown. I thought I, maybe it's not as accurate, but I thought it was more fun and I thought it was more, I don't know. I thought I liked him in The Crown more than I liked Gary Old. I, maybe Gary, I'm sure he is that what, that annoying, but Gary Oldman is just felt, I saw the seams, I guess. Yeah. And then, I, I, like we were talking before the podcast, like I think it 
there's some cool shots, the flying over the bombed out Calais. It was mm-hmm. great. But like, yeah, it's just, it's like, I know the story. And bombed out LA? Calais. Calais. Oh, Calais. I heard um, LA. <laughs> I like... saw this movie. I saw this movie twice. No, that's in the Wait, future. I want to see this that's movie. <laughs> I want to see this. So I, I saw the movie a second time about a week ago. Um, so between us, we've almost seen it one time. <laughs> like if we put an average out, it's almost one time almost per one person. Time. Um, and I appreciate it a lot more the second time than I did the first time, particularly for the filmmaking. I still don't think, I think it's, uh, also not to give away, there were three, I didn't see Winston Churchill, which came and went, the Brian Cox right. Churchill movie. But there was a movie, Their Finest, which is about like the basically like TV propaganda machine um, where they're making a movie and they make a movie about Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. And then there was Dunkirk. Um, and I think this is the third best Dunkirk movie of the year. Yeah. Um, it's definitely towards the bottom of my list as well. Yeah. Um, but I do think there's some truly gorgeous filmmaking in it. There's there's half a dozen shots that are... I mean, I, that's what I think Joe Wright is actually an amazing director at. Like, I don't always love everything about his movies, but I think he can at least team up with a great cinematographer to have some really amazing yeah, he like, makes setups and movies. shots. And yeah, I love like Joe. I mean, I love, like, Joe Wright. I love Joe Wright. I think his Pride and Prejudice was super great. But, um, and I love Atonement. However, yeah, I just, I, I think maybe this movie suffered also from the, uh, like, early World War II fatigue. Sure. There's so many movies about And I mean, I agree with you. I think John Lithgow is definitely more enjoyable perform- performance. But I think Gary Oldman is probably a more accurate performance. I also think, like, if you're doing a 10-hour show for Netflix, like, you want the character to be probably a little less prickly than Winston Churchill might have been if you're just doing a two-hour movie version of it. Yeah. Um, He just seems kind of gross. Yeah. I mean, overall, like, it... It just wasn't, uh, it just didn't hold my attention as much. Although, like I said, I did like it quite a bit more the second time. But, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Darkest Hour. Um, There's a movie, there's every single year, there is a British movie nominated that I'm like, oh, they nominated that? Like, Dunkirk, I feel like, was going to get nominated no matter what. So I'm not talking about something like that. But it seems like if you go back, there's like, you know, since particularly since there's been ten nominees, it's like, oh, Philomena is nominated for best yeah. picture. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, crazy. the theory of everything is nominated and the Imitation Game. Like yeah. both of those got in. Like yeah. whereas normally, if there was, so I just feel like there's probably this very large British contingent yeah. of the Academy that like every single year they're gonna vote in a block for a British movie as their favorite movie, so it gets that five percent. It, it also in. it just feels to me like a movie that was made to be an award movie like to get Gary Oldman an Oscar yeah sure. Talking about, like it doesn't it's not, it doesn't feel like a I mean maybe I can I haven't seen it it's very wrong but just it's, it doesn't read to me as like a very personal story that someone felt like they needed to tell like right. you have so many movies especially this like call me by your name like you know we'll get to Lady Bird and stuff like that but there's yeah. all these like very personal like get out like there's all these personal stories that like I get why a filmmaker really wanted to tell this uniquely personal story that like meant something to them and this just feels like we're talking about Winston Churchill again. Right. And sure, maybe it's riveting to see Gary Oldman and be, honestly, like speeches and stuff, but like, why now does it matter? Why do we... Like, maybe just, it is riveting. I guess you'll never know, though. I will never know. And you know what? Can I tell you something? Uh-huh. 
It's not. <laughs> and it, but it is I one feel of those weird things that, like, it seems like every year or two in Hollywood, like, all these people unknowingly become fascinated in the same thing. The fact that there's three Dunkirk movies and it's also coming a year after John Lithgow on the crown. Yeah. As, yeah. It's, like, weird that all of a sudden it's, like, Churchill. Yeah. It's the Churchill 18-month period. Yeah. Like, yeah. That is, that is very strange. I feel like I can't think of any examples, but I feel like a couple of years ago there was, I'm sure there was. Well, King's Speech was, King's Speech felt like the peak of like, this is not the movie for right now, but. Right. We're well, but give like, yeah. you know, with like Hollywood, you see like Armageddon and Deep Impact coming yeah. out the oh, yeah. same year where yeah. it's just like, there's no way that they fully knew about the movies yeah. because they came out three months within each other. Yeah. So like there might've been development of both. It's just but, in the zeitgeist. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the other one then, because that's next on yeah, the list. Yeah, because we're going to go next to Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Yeah. Uh, which is the far superior version of this. What I want to say about Dunkirk, first and foremost, is I, I love this movie. The only thing I don't like, and it's been said before, is the framing device. I, I, we saw this together, mm-hmm. Maddie, and I, I felt like, I think both of us were like confused by the framing device. Yeah, it device. took a little and time. It, and it took maybe like yeah, like maybe like 25, 30 minutes to get what was happening. Yeah. And and so that, it took away from the, those first 25, 30 minutes because I was trying to figure out. And I and, le, and let me also say, I'm in the hole for Christopher Nolan. I right. love him. I saw him at the Grove one time. We were, there was a bunch of kids. I was at Mr. Marcel. There was a bunch of kids. And they were like, look, it's your dad. Hey, Chris. And ran up and I was like, huh, that looks like Christopher Nolan. And then I was like, oh, it is Christopher Nolan. It was very exciting. You knew because he was like spinning a coin. A top. (laughs) And you know what the funny thing is? Is it never fell over. It never fell over. Well, now we know. (laughs) That solves that mystery. We're in a dream. Um, So, uh, yeah, I I love him and I love that he tried to do something a little bit different with the framing. I just wish that it had been clearer from the beginning as to what was happening with that timing situation. Yes. Having seen that twice, it definitely like narratively like is confusing the first time like there's no way around it yeah. except to say like mm-hmm. even if it was like just showing three different but the fact that it's three different like time spans also that you have like the guys on the beach and that's like a full week and yes. then you have the guys in the air and that's an hour and then you have the guys on the boat and that's a day yeah. like it I think it takes multiple viewings basically to like figure out like how that all fits together yeah um, well, but it feels, yeah, it feels showy. Like it feels. Mm-hmm. I just see the filmmaker. Yeah. Like yeah. I specifically think of like. Especially it's like, an ego thing. Part of it is like this is just what's going to happen with Christopher Nolan at this point. But I was right. like, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. This is what Chris is doing. Like yeah. I just really thought of this British man being like writing this movie and being like, oh, I'll do this and this will be good. And I'm going to use. Oh, wait, I'm what's gonna that use my oh, I'll do this. Hey, hey you might be this. Christopher Nolan is not in studio. I know you, or in my apartment. <laughs> I know everybody's very excited. Movie. It's different times. Okay, ways. I feel like we've got it. Yeah, I feel like we got it. But I would say also I like, like that accent. Though, <laughs> You're into it. That's a good character. Okay. Yeah. The time, like the time thing, I think did. The nice thing about the time thing, is that it makes you not have to watch like, I didn't see like eight scenes for the first hour of the movie watching like Tom Hardy getting prepped to go in the air, you know, like it lets you just see him flying from the beginning, which I do appreciate. But then also like kind of realize like, I kind of don't like, no, there were like a lot of really good performances in it and interesting people and Mark Rylance. I was like a man I like, I Mm -hmm. really love. Um, 
but I feel like no one got their due. Like, no, even Kenneth Brown, I was like, good, but like, I don't really know much about his character. And like, yeah. I think jumping around in that way undermined any sort of like development. The other thing of that's hard about it is like, even watching it a second time, like, with the exception of Harry Styles, because he's goddamn famous as hell, like, all the other like soldiers on the beach, like, I continuously was like, yeah. Forgetting yeah. which one was the, yeah, like, don't have any... which one's the Belgian or French one, which one's the, like, British one that we're following. Like, yeah. I kept getting those two confused. Like, yeah. when they were, like, when they were on the boat that gets torpedoed, like, I, or bombed, I couldn't remember, like, which was which. Yeah. Like, I would argue that it doesn't super matter because it oh, was... Oh, I don't think it does, but... Yeah. I mean, it, like, it would be nice. But just going into the confusing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of was nice that Harry Styles was there, actually, because it gave me, a <laughs> like, a something to, like... Hold on to. Yeah. Also, something to look at. Aww. He's cute. He's cute, guys. How old is he? 20. He's in his 20s. 24. Okay. And I don't feel yeah, curvy. You're fine. Gross. Craig looked at me as if I knew how old Harry Styles was. I don't even know which one was fingers, Harry Styles right? still. You're holding a Nile bobblehead right now. So. <laughs> um. uh, but I, I, so I kind of think that like, I agree with you, Maddie, in the sense of like, yeah, you don't, you're not as emotionally invested into each individual things, but I don't think that that was like super the point. This yeah. Was a, it was, this was on such a grander scale. Yeah. yeah. But I think I just value that a little bit, especially yeah. when you have like Rylance driving in that boat. Driving in that boat. Like I could have watched a whole movie of just him like driving two boys in the boat and picking up, t- like there's a movie there. And obviously well, let me this ask is like, you, was that like your, I think it is, but was that your favorite like storyline, I guess? No, I think it wasn't because it wasn't, it cut away a bunch of times yeah. to other things like it and like I don't know if anyone was my, like they all there's a weird like incomplete feeling to it all like they're I, all it's like the best of greatest hits of something I feel like maybe that actually was my and it's weird because they're so close it might have been my least favorite storyline just because the whole subplot with Killian Murphy accidentally killing, killing. Barry Ke- yeah. Keoghan Keegan mm-hmm. I don't know how you pronounce his last name I don't know who his fucking um, name dude that guy's How a great actor. He was in Killing of a Sacred Deer. Oh, I And he that. is so good, that kid. Um, but uh, that that was maybe my least favorite just because it felt like everything else tied into just the main idea of Dunkirk mm-hmm. except for that. Um, I will tell you that this happened in Darkest Hour and Dunkirk. When you see that Citizen Navy coming to save all those soldiers, like in both the movies, like, I got like chills. chills, like both times I saw it. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like such an amazing story that it's crazy to me that I'd heard of Dunkirk, but I don't think I knew this story. No, well, and there's certain stories that I'm just you know like me you in hear. World War II, so I yeah, but I feel like particularly something like World War II that you always hear so much about. I was like, why don't I know the story? It was the same thing, obviously, like a far different kind of movie, but like with Valkyrie. Yeah, I was like, how did I not know they had? Like, there was a German officer who tried to kill Hitler. Like, yeah. why did I not know about yeah, this? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Honestly, a lot of it, I feel like, is it's not American history. Yeah. Sure. Like, there's, yeah. like, the I'm sure, like, a British there. a yeah. British student is going to learn way more about yeah. Dunkirk. Whereas yeah, we're learn just about, like, I can tell you all about the Alamo. And, and I know I nothing about Texas. the Alamo, but I know I could tell you everything about the Revolutionary War. Yeah. And I know about Native American corn. Because we made it. Because we did the little, we smushed it in the bowl. At the Herd Museum in Phoenix, Arizona. Jesus. Maze. What a Maze what a indeed. Childhood. And the Navajo Wind Talkers. Of course, they didn't make a great film about that. They did? Called Nicholas Cage, Wind Talkers. Right, right, yeah. Right. Yeah, that was Nicholas Cage's Braveheart. Yeah. <laughs> Successful. <laughs> 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 
Um, yeah, but I, or but Mel I think, Gibson's The Patriot. But like you said, I do think like like the, about the riveting thing. Like it's full of like really great set pieces and moments and rousing and that, rousing beats that are I mean, exciting. That, like yeah. that yeah. shot at the end of like Tom Hardy in the plane when the engine's like going out and he's just like coasting over like yeah, yeah the is beach is incredible, unbelievable. Yeah. and 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 the torp the, the when it's torpedo and it, it's all black and it's like that is the most horrifying, scary. I cannot imagine that. Of when they're all the down first time below. I saw it, I actually I saw it, um, and I came out, and our former guest Joe Gillette was also there. We just happened to both be at the theater, Interesting. and I was like, "Do you want to go for a swim?" I feel like this is the scariest water movie since Jaws. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I would wholeheartedly agree. It was yeah. horrifying when the boat's floating and the, they're shooting, they're getting shot at through yeah. the hull and trying to block the stuff. Yeah, it's horrifying. Dunkirk, guys. Yeah. I Dunkirk. Do think, I do think it should. Pro- I think it should win for cinematography. I think just the way the. Sh- I think like the yeah. aerial battles are like the best I I aerial battles maybe ever in a movie. I, the way they were shot. I understand all of that, and I don't disagree with you. Except Roger Deakins needs to win his Academy Award. Hmm. Who did? What did he shoot? Hmm. He shot Blade Runner. Oh. And he's been nominated like God, thirteen that movie times, was and he's so never loud. won. He didn't have anything to do with the loudness, right? Dunkirk no. was, was pretty really, loud. Dun- yeah. My dad walked out of Dunkirk because it was too. Loud. Yeah, but that was at the IMAX. At the IMAX, yeah. So. Yeah. Also, loved Darkest Hour. Yeah. Old, old people. That's guy. his Dunkirk movie. That's his Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not my Dunkirk. Give him the, give him the people waving hankies, <laughs> at Parliament. Yeah. That's See, what I feel like I could probably beach. like, like, say beat for beat what Darkest Hour. Like. The thing is, just to go back to that <laughs> real quick, um, part of the problem with Darkest Hour is like it ends with like this rousing speech that's not rousing enough. And I know it's just the actual speech, mm-hmm. but it's like you always, like I wanted like a, now, 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 yeah. like Abraham Lincoln, and you never so get that. So the yeah. actual Winston Churchill is your problem. Yeah. The Darkest Hour. <laughs> yes. <it laughs> okay, <is. laughs> on to the next. But it's fun. It's a, it was a good movie. It just feels a little, it's, 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 it's more of an entertaining blockbuster movie than a yeah. movie. Well, I like entertaining blockbusters. Speaking of blockbusters, we're moving on to Get Out. Wow. Get out! So I saw this movie in the theater in February, and I've since seen it twice at my home. I wanted Last to go back February. and see it in the theater again, but it, by the, it hasn't been back in any nearby theaters in the last few years. This weeks. is like one of the only movies, like this is one, like, it's, it's so rare that a movie gets nominated for Best Picture that came out in February mm-hmm. of that year. It's, You've seen it help a little, like however you feel about the expanding Best Picture category, because Grand Budapest came out in February or March, so you have seen, like... Which I actually think is a lesser Wes Anderson movie. Though. I know, but you're wrong, because you saw it once, and if you see it again, you're going to realize that how wrong <laughs> you are. You also think the best... Also, also, everyone that's ever seen a Wes Anderson movie disagrees with you about what you think the best Wes Anderson Moonlight movie is. Moonlight Kingdom. No, it's Moonrise Kingdom. Moonrise Kingdom, sorry. And <laughs> no one has that, like, a... Like in the top five. One oh, thousand. I put it up there. Yeah. I put it in like the top three. Thank you. I mean, Fantastic Mr. Fox is the best Wes Anderson movie because animation suits him very well. And Isle of Dogs. Well, Isle of Dogs is going to be awesome. <laughs> but, Moonrise motherfucking kingdom. But hey, how many movies did Wes Anderson make this year, guys? <laughs> None. So let's get back to Get Out. That's right. See? Um, but yes. Good on track. Yeah, it is super definitely job, interesting man. that a movie that comes out like as like a genre fair in February. Yeah. But it um, also... It was like we decided in February also that it was going to nominate it. Like it was well, like there were like, like little think piece articles about it almost immediately that were like, will this movie be nominated? Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. But well, I feel I like then by like 
the summer, people were like, well, hopefully it'll be remembered enough to get like a screenplay nomination. Yeah, I think it felt it came in and out of favor, and I think that you're right, and it's great that it is here now because yeah. it's making people watch it that probably would have missed it. Yeah, um, I love that guy, Daniel. I Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya. I think he's. I just saw him in Black Panther too. I think he's so great. He's a star, um, and you know how I feel about Catherine Keener. Mm-hmm. And I would say almost this entire cast is amazing. It's amazing. I mean, Allison Williams. I think Allison Williams is great in this movie. I think she's, she's really good. I don't think yeah. there's a ton that she probably. I don't think we're gonna see her doing like a ton of like different things. No. But this, it's similar to like we talked about last week, Mina Subari and American Beauty. Like, I think she's perfect for the role. I think she does a great job. Like, she has like when she's doing the whole thing with the keys. Yeah. And she's freaking out, and then she's like, you know, I can't give you the keys, babe. Yeah. Like, I just think it's a great little switch. Like, I think she does a terrific job. Yeah, that was great. And I didn't, when I saw it, first saw this movie, I did not see that coming yeah. either. Betty her, eating the, her eating the Fruit Loops to him drinking the milk. Keeping the whites and the colored separate. Yeah, separate. Oh, is first of all, so gross. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also so uh, chilling and well done. Um, but a little on the nose. <laughs> Yeah, but Which I wouldn't fun. say that's on the nose because I didn't know I didn't notice that. Like, it yeah, didn't, somebody like, had to point it out yeah. to me. I just was like, "That's fucking weird." And then when when it was pointed out to me, I thought that was yeah. that was clever. But even still, a little bit dad jokey, but that's okay. yeah, that's okay. That's all right. Okay. Um, I, I am mad at it. Betty, I am mad at you. <laughs> Betty Gabriel is so good in this movie. Nobody Who's knows Betty who Gabriel? that is. Betty Gabriel is grandma. Okay. It turns well, out the, I think Lil the, Rel is good. Yeah, no, but she's the one who's the the black woman that's working in the house. Right, right, right. Yeah, um, she says these people like we know who these people are. Well, well, I'm sorry, is, like, is um the, the TSA the, the TSA guy? Yeah. He's fucking great. Who's yeah. the guy that is who says get out too? The, oh, I the, forget his name. Because that guy's hot. The guy from Atlanta. Yeah, I'm into that guy. Oh, like Keith Stanfield. That's Keith Stanfield. I like who him. is married to your former classmate or has a child with your former classmate? I think they got married. Which one is that? Um, what's her name from the Mindy Project? Oh, really? Sosha? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, the one person I think is not good in this movie that I think is too on the nose is Caleb Landry Jones, who plays yeah. the brother. Yeah, he's not good. This guy was in every movie last year. <laughs> he was. And he is too much. Uh-huh. I, I try to gauge him. how much of that is based on his look. The way he looks. Yeah. He has a very He's actually look. in looks three... Like too much. His favorite, my favorite performance of his, I think, is Three Billboards. Mm-hmm. Where he's still like a little weird and crazy, but it's like slightly tamped yeah, down. It yeah, kind of it fits the in character's kind of meek. Yeah. yeah, but in this movie, like every time where like Allison Williams looks like pissed at him, like I know they're all supposed to be like playing parts, but like in my head, I was like, if I'm that character, I'm mad at him because someone's going to pick up what we're trying to do because you're such an idiot. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Yeah, that I'm re I'm rethinking about I'm thinking about in the movie when he, has he comes him in when he comes in yeah when he comes into the to the <laughs> he dinner. also does like this so creepy he also does this like like deep Brooklyn street accent yeah that I'm like yeah. why do you talk like that yeah. everybody else doesn't talk like that yeah yeah he's not he doesn't he's the weak link everybody yeah. in that movie I'm just re, re, reliving it in my head right now is so fucking creepy Catherine Keener is really creepy and, uh, Stephen Root. Steven Root's so creepy, and you think he's, like, good? Oh, my God. And whoever did just, like, the, like, bit part casting, like, to get, like, all those, like, 
all the elderly, like, white people that are at the party. Yeah. Like, that's just great casting because yeah. they're all, like, they look just off. Yeah. Like, not enough that you're, like, these people are too weird, but enough that they don't look like regular people yeah. either. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's just a good movie. It's good. It's cool to see Jordan, especially Jordan Peele, coming out of out of nowhere. I mean, I think probably Key and Peele ended and they were, like, he's expected to just, like, be in movies like Keanu. Yeah, well, Forever. and the thing is, I think I might have said this to you, like, I, I remember when the show ended, like, just being like, well, like, I think he's so much, I think, like, I think Keegan-Michael Key is also funny, but I thought Jordan Peele was Peele's funnier, funnier on the show. 1,000%. And then, I know but you it think seemed like, oh, yeah. but it I'm seemed like Keegan-Michael Key was the one that was, like, doing stuff Hustling. afterwards. yeah. And I didn't know it's because Jordan Peele was, like, writing and making this movie. Yeah. Because at first it was just like, oh, well, he has, like, like recurring roles on multiple sitcoms and yeah. he's in this movie and blah, blah, blah. And that sucks because I like Jordan Peele so much. And now yeah, Jordan reverse. Peele lapped him. So like, well, and this is supposed to be, weren't you telling me it's kind of based on his experience? It's one right there. I mean, I think it's about him meeting Chelsea Peretti's family. Mm. <laughs> I think, I think it's, it's about meeting the, the folks. Yeah. <laughs> Could um, be. Yeah, we well, can read a little bit into that. And so well, maybe like, maybe it was about his dad meeting his mom's family because he's half he's half white. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a great movie, by the way. It's so effectively done, and something again, yeah, that wouldn't be nominated for an Oscar because it's like it's like that thriller genre is yeah. not. But just it doesn't. Other than I guess we talked about Sixth Sense last week, but yeah. Um, yeah, but you see it so rarely. That yeah. Anything mm-hmm. like this gets in. That's kind of why I don't. Like, I liked it. I mean, I liked, I saw it opening day because I was psyched for it. And then yeah. I was, like, as good as I was hoping it would be. Yeah. And I made Megan watch it. Yeah. Because um, I was like, I look scary. I don't want to watch a scary movie. But, like, getting nominated for Best movies. Picture feels like a lot because it, it is just a thriller. Like, like it, it's a very good... Like, I love horror movies. Like, yeah. I very much love horror movies. But I also don't... I think it's like, oh, it's just a very good horror movie. And, like, it's, it's similar to, like, if, like, The Duke had gotten nominated or, right. like, The Descent yeah. had gotten nominated... And similarly, those are some of my favorite movies, like The Descent in particular. But also, I, I that's a movie I wouldn't I'll put them up there with like see. the best picture. I don't just want you Descent. to know I will yeah. never see that movie. Don't see I feel it. like I don't know. There's something about this. Like I feel like because it's so well made. Whereas, like honestly, like I guess I only feel that way about just straight like laugh comedies. Like, like I love like Anchorman or Wet Hot American Summer, and like they're some of my favorite movies of the year. But I would never want. Think they should be nominated yeah. for best picture, but well, something so, like, humor is also so subjective. People sure, get mad. but something like this, like I don't know, I don't have, I don't see it as much. I just think it's like an impeccably made movie. Yeah, like I think it should be. Yeah, well, thriller, thrillers again are less subjective. I don't, I, I think they're than than comedies. I think right. what people find, you know, chilling is more universal. Yeah, the idea of having your brain taken having out, having your brain mm-hmm. basically removed. Coagula. Very upsetting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on to the next. On to the next one. Ladybird. Ladybird. Uh, we're hearing a loud. Sorry, guys. Hearing, someone's Beans? knocking, and I think happening? it's. Oh my God! Caleb Landry Jones just walked in with a lacrosse stick. <laughs> is it someone he knocking, is or is it just someone doing? I, if it's it somebody knocking, like, there it sounds like nailing. It's not like yeah, nails. I think they're, they're just nailing. Yeah. Hey, don't worry like, about it. That's why. <laughs> yeah. We're all alive still. Um, yeah, so let's move on to Lady Bird. 
Um, We've talked a little bit about Ladybird on this podcast. Do you think they're before. doing like some some like home improvements? Some home reno. Maybe. Yeah, probably. Just Neil and putting up a. Yeah, do you think Drew's next door? Painting. I don't know if it's next door or if it's the mean people down below that sometimes. I think it's next door. TV really long. Yeah. Okay. Um, we talked about it a little bit because uh, we would talk about favorite movies of the year, and this was people's kind of throughout. So we, people's yours. Mine, but also Kelly, also I think Rachel, Rachel Joe. Rachel really liked it, right. Mm-hmm. So, um, just so we have, I'm just saying we've talked about it a little bit before on the show. Wow, they are really going They're really down. nailing. I don't yeah. think that you can, you, I don't know if the mics are picking it up, so okay. yeah. I might just, I just like for, you're talking For those of you at home, nothing. if I sound distracted, it's because somebody is really getting nailed. <laughs> yeah. It's anyway. a hammer. <clears throat> so Lady Bird said, so why don't you talk about it? Why don't you start? Um, I mean, I've sort of said it before. I just, uh... Obviously, the movie like is right in our generation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's your exact year, right? When did you graduate from high school? Good question, Craig. Um, <laughs> oh three. Yeah. Yeah. So she graduates in oh three. Meg and I graduated in oh two. Mm-hmm. So it's thanks uh, for letting everybody know that. By the yeah, way, yeah, but we were. Did, both, can we delete that? Can to be that fair, part? we were both nope, extremely young. We graduated very early. That's true. I was. <laughs> you were, I, I was sixteen. I was nine. So. <laughs> Um, I tried to make it somewhat realistic. So just the fact that uh, it falls right into that, you know. Did you like, guys like the, that that's kind of a, a Greg Erwig's kind of lion? Because she's like a little older. She's like a couple years older than that. Oh, really? And, and she, she made like it 2003? I didn't know that. She, she shaved yeah. a few years. By the way, yeah. that she's makes like, me, I'm going to tell you something right now. That like, makes me like She's her like three more. or four years older than me. That makes me like her more. Yeah. Not much. No, I know. I just think she it's was kinda, definitely. I, think I it's do funny that all the time. I just I like the idea that she took age. a second to be like. I'm I just take gonna years off my age, and I'm like, I don't even know why. I'm like, it doesn't matter. I have I have friends that are our age that were at Yale with her, so she's only a couple years older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not much. But yeah. that's but even still, better. She's a few. Yeah. I love it. Fucking well, she you, wanted to get that 2002 Sacramento Kings thing at the end. That little. Did she do that? Yeah, there's like a. Kings Forever at the very end when they're talking about Sacramento. Okay. I don't know. I just really like the movie. I think they. I think the cast is sort of impeccable. Like I love yeah. every single person in this cast. Even um, her brother, her brother, and her uh, and his his girlfriend. His girlfriend are fucking yeah, great. They're great. Tracy Tim- Letts. Timothy. Timothy. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, Timothy yeah. Chalamet. <laughs> and the girl, also the girl. Um, the girl that she wants to be friends with, the yeah. popular girl, the rich girl who's like, yeah, I just love Sacramento. I'll just be here forever. Yeah. I feel like I know, I knew that girl in high school and I very much wanted to be friends with her. <laughs> and she's also such like a hot high school girl. Like she's not like Mina Suvari in American Beauty that yeah. feels like unattainably. Yeah. Like, she's just she like. She looks like the girl that was like the yeah. hot girl. The tan, the, the tans. Yeah, all Like she's school. like a little bit tan because well, of her tanning bed. Right. Uh, and uh, like that like dark straight hair and like yeah and that little nose yeah everything that I was certainly not and she definitely and she definitely is the girl that has like four kids now and like yeah like stays at home or has like an Etsy shop and yeah. like married wealthy like yeah right out of college yeah yeah I uh you're right I mean it's very it's it's sort of like it's cliche to say but it is uh it's it's a beautiful movie I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I liked it too. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really, really good. I love, I t- we talked about this before. The person that comes to me in my dreams, Saoirse Ronan, is so mm-hmm. great. I've loved her since Atonement. Yeah. Uh, in which she was so great. And her, talk about accent patrol, going on accent patrol. Hers is, to my ear anyway, flawless. Yeah. I, I, you, it's crazy. You would not guess that she was 
Irish. Um, and uh, yeah, Laurie Metcalf. I cried. That's, that's, this is another movie that I cried at. Yeah. I cried at Call Me By Your Name and I've, so far and cried at this movie when Laurie Metcalf is circling the... The airport. The airport, yeah. yeah. And then when she like flies off and... Oh my God, me, guys. I'm going to be... I'm going to be right back. <laughs> Make sure that there's not Should someone... Should pause? Yeah, maybe pause. You can pause it. Hey, we're recording again. We stopped to check if we, yeah, there was like there was a, a weird knocking at the door yeah. or something. We didn't know. But what the was building going on. is not on fire. Yeah, we're gonna stay here. Yeah, in um, the office and be fine. Uh, yeah, I cried. Uh, crying police. Uh, update the wiki. Megan cried at this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so if you're keeping yeah. track of all the movies Megan's cried at, mm-hmm. you can definitely say. I also went off to New York around this time too. Yep. Which felt very close to me. Yeah. I couldn't figure out what school she goes to. If she goes to NYU or if she goes to like. CCNY? Like Pratt. Or, yeah. You know, or just. Because she's definitely like in. She's like walks through Washington Square. Yeah, I feel like it's NYU. Didn't Greta Gerwig go to NYU? No, she went to Yale. Oh. Well, whatever. It's, hmm. it's amalgamous, whatever. Yeah. Probably NYU. NYU stands in for so much stuff. Yeah. It felt like she could have been in like Hayden. Yeah. Or like. Uh, where was I? I don't know. Where were yeah. where did you live? Oh, Brittany, Ruben. right? Ruben. Ruben. Yeah. That's uh, deep cuts for deep you. Deep cuts for you NYU heads out there. NYU heads. Um, yeah, uh, it's just a really good movie. I don't know. I just really, really liked it. The nice first... Thoughts? Uh, it was good. I think I think it was good, but I think, like, kind of similar to what's calling by your name, also, like, oh, not much happened in it. She got into college, Maddie. Yeah, but that was just going to happen either way. Like, I, like I didn't, I don't know. I just, I, there seemed to be not much development in her, like in Lady Bird. Like, she didn't seem to learn much, and she wasn't all that different from beginning to Oh, I to disagree end. completely. Yeah, I think she... I think the whole end of the movie is about how she learned how much that, like, all that she cared about at the beginning of the movie was getting out of Sacramento and getting away from her family, and she realized throughout how much the city and her family meant to her. Yeah. And I think that she would have had that exact same moment had nothing in that movie happened and she just went to college. No, I don't think so because I think if she hadn't gone through what she went through with like Timothy Chalamet Mm -hmm. and Lucas Hedges and stuff, her best friend. And that's my favorite, which led to my favorite moment in the movie, by the way, which is when she's like, when they're in the car and they're listening to Crash It, Crash It, and they're like, ugh, I hate this song. And she's like, I love this song. And, I'd and like I to do go, want to go to and prom. And I do want to go to prom. Yeah. Is the best thing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And Maddie, that's you just like, wouldn't understand because you didn't grow up female like Mike and I did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sure. I feel like that, a real... Sure. Like, uh, like a lot of... I just, that's why like, I just... But then also like... I was like, yeah, they're all like very authentic feeling moments but also like just... That's why there's not much interesting to me I about think it. I, like I just think it just all the stuff that like kind of happens and yeah and then... That okay, audition and the scene. Over. And it's all good and well done. And I think Greta Gerwig's very good and the acting's good. I'll say my one thing is Laurie Metcalf like, should win should the win. Oscar. For sure. And I'm annoyed that the like SNL sketch version that Allison Janney does of like the same character yeah. is getting touted so highly when like Laurie Metcalf was like funnier, more interesting, but also like grounded and more real version of that character. Yeah. So that's my big thing with the movie that I almost focus on is just Laurie Metcalf was so good. That's the yeah. one. That's the one of the because it feels like all of them are kind of locked in. But I am holding out hope that it seems like every year there's one of those acting awards that 
does not go to the person that everyone thinks. Like to. Eddie Murphy is supposed to win, and then Alan Arkin wins, or yeah. like it's between Daniel Day Lewis and Jack Nicholson, and Adrian Brody wins. Or yeah. like there's always it feels like there's always like one upset. Yeah. And I'm not that I have it against Allison Janney. Love Allison yeah. Janney just for that role in comparison. Like I'm just hoping that like. Well, I think it's because like, they're such a I knew, similar. Like, they do perform such a similar purpose. Yeah. Like obviously the difference in certain ways, but just. I don't know. I just think one is clearly like has a levels. Performance. Like, yeah. And again, like I knew like Allison Janney would win the SAG awards because this fucking SAG voters like lo- like Judy Dench won a hundred years in a row, and yeah. I love Judy Dench, but like yeah, like she they should keep, not. Have they won keep won nominating Uza Aduba, who again is an amazing actress. Who there were, a couple years ago she got nominated and she was on like two episodes of Orange Is the New Black yeah. that year. Like. Yeah. They don't want, like, no one watches things. They just say, like, oh, oh I like this yeah. movie, and I like this 45-second yeah. clip, yeah. so I'm going to vote for this person. And Alison um, Janney's performance is, again, splashier. Yeah, so I'm just I'm just holding out hope it's like, for the Oscars. like, Alison Janney's performance just is her performance from Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yes, like yeah. just, exactly. And, like, not, like, to a crazy extent. Yeah. Like, not mm-hmm. even just, like, saying that, oh, it's a similar, like, character, yeah. but, like, oh, you could like, almost swap those two characters. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's such a... And it's not, Caricature. and it's also like, it's not like that movie needs to be rewarded because that movie's not very good. I tell you guys, boo, sorry. I don't oh, think it's very boy. good. And so, so, like, I know that has no bearing per se on like the acting awards and stuff, but, I, but I'm also like less inclined to give it to somebody from a movie that I'm like, yeah, that's a far less, far, yeah. far less. And I also, I honestly, like, I enjoyed I, Tanya enough, but it's not like... Let's not use this like to be do like let's um bring back Tanya Harding like yeah like even if she didn't know they were gonna break her knee they knew they were gonna she was gonna do something bad like Tanya Harding's not a good person guys yeah. although I mm-hmm. man I that was also the music choices I just had a huge problem with in that movie that we're listening to like seventies music throughout we're listening yeah. to, like yeah. bad yeah. company or whatever 90s, yeah. and like Big Star it's in the early nineties yeah. and it's the early nineties yeah. which had a very distinct sound yeah and, yeah. and stuff why not and use it's, that like, music. The, the director saw Goodfellas and like was like, I'm gonna do it. Anyway, oh, we're gonna do a bunch of montages for Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and, uh, guys, Lady Bird. Anyway, Lady Bird. The but music I say and Lady, Lady Bird. Bird. Speaking of the music in Lady Bird, although, are they listening to Iron? They're listening to Alanis Morissette in the car. There's like a bit where she's like, she wrote this song and like whatever. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, that song's from like five years prior at least, right? It's okay. Isn't it Jagged Little Pill? Jagged Little Pill came out when I was like in. Yeah, it's like seven They're years listening later to, I think it's, um, I don't remember if it's ironic or if it's thank you. Oh, it might be thank you. I guess that's a later one. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'll say, I guess I'll say, I feel like I've been harsh on Lady Bird, but it's mostly in the context of it being a, like, I think it should be nominated for Best Picture. It's just, that's why I don't think it's my pick for Best Picture. Right. It's like, it's also very well done. Yeah. And like, Greta Gerwig is, should be nominated for Best Director. And I can't wait to see what she does next. Yeah. I hope yeah. I'm in it. No, it's I very good. It's just, be. it's not my favorite because I, I want a little more. One more of that punch. Well, let's go. Let's keep going and try and I need, find I need Michael. Movie. I wanted yeah, Michael Sturbolt to come in at the end of the yeah. movie. Could Jesus. it be Phantom Thread? Phantom Thread? You, let's, why don't you start with this? Because I know you love P.T. Anderson. Look. <laughs> Phantom Thread, guys. <laughs> let's talk about Phantom Thread. Yeah. What's better than Phantom oh, Thread? For those of you who know, Maddie's face has completely changed. He's very red. Look, He's, I heard you talking with Larry about this. I want to... I will watch... Daniel Day-Lewis angrily watch a girl make her toast for forever. Yeah. Like, I just think, 
I, I, I mean, it's, I don't know where to begin with this movie. I mean, I get Tell he, our dog to chill out. Is our dog has got a ball in her mouth so, and we, is losing her mind. We started talking about Phantom Thread and she got it. so excited. She's got excited. She is still upset but, um, that Vicky Cripps did not go that's insane. That's nominated insane. throughout the entire show. That's crazy. insane. Um, but also just, I, I, it's, it's hard because I think it's like everything came together so well. And mm-hmm. obviously many of the things coming together are writing, directing, and cinematography, yeah. which are all one guy. Right. Um, but I just think that like, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis, I guess you can start by saying he is the best mm-hmm. actor, maybe ever, probably ever. Probably right. ever. Um, and he does so much with just like quiet little moments. Yeah. Um, but I think what I also think the Phantom Thread like kind of surprised me with, and I thought was so much more, is like even though it's like it's long, slow shots that take forever and takes its time. There's not even a ton of dialogue, but also like a lot happens in it, and there's a lot of like character swings, and yeah. there's a lot of changing in the characters, and even and I think. Yeah, for there's Daniel some Day changing Lewis. in the characters. Well, for a Daniel Day-Lewis character, I think even like if you look at like Daniel Plainview and stuff, that's a very stubborn character who by the end is not changed very much. Yeah. But I think and in usually, this movie, he I, oddly changed more yeah, than I expected. I, I totally agree. I mean, like almost all of his like characters you think of when you think of Daniel Day-Lewis, it's not like Lincoln changes. No. Yeah, it's he not just like, wins. It's no. not like Bill the Butcher changes. No. Like these are people that stay the same and they're all amazing performances. Yeah. But like... You don't see like a change, a and yeah, he does change. Yeah, things. and yeah. I and I and I yeah, I like that a lot, and I just think there were it's just like P.T. Anderson. I think rings so much like back and forth out of the two characters. Yeah. this is why it's a bummer Vicky Creeps isn't nominated. Yeah, it's because there's just specific scenes where you see the typical kind of Daniel Day-Lewis stubborn character be challenged, and like it actually affects him. Yeah, and yeah. there's and it's like it's very small and very subtle. Yeah, but. Just in those moments, like a whole lot is going on between these two people, these two yeah. interesting characters, and I get, like nothing feels manufactured, whereas it easily could if the filmmaker wasn't so good. But just in the fact that this character is like this stubborn artist who has the way he likes things, and I get why he both hated the girl and loved her. I guess yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it makes sense to me that he like would like the challenge and and appreciate it, right. but and it didn't feel, but it didn't feel like she had any specific moment that was like the big beat where like she has her say or does the thing to him. Like you just see all these little moments and him reacting to him over time. And I think it's just like, I think like P.T. Anderson and Daniel Day-Lewis at this point have their, their like whole thing, yeah. their relationship and they know how to develop a character together. And so right. I think that's a huge part of it. Yeah. Um, but I also just think then like added on top of that, I think like it's just a gorgeously shot movie. Mm-hmm. The set, the yep. set design, the costume the design, costume design is insane. Yeah. We'll They're going to we'll definitely get, win the costume. We'll <laughs> get to this movie in a second, but at the BAFTAs, I think it was at the BAFTAs, no, it was either at the BAFTAs or the Costume Guild Awards, Shape of Water beat Phantom Thread, which no. is ludicrous to me. Yeah. That's insane. Nothing against like Shape of Water, but unless you're considering mm-hmm. like the, the digital suit? effects of the fish, fish suit, suit? <laughs> I think it is partially costume, but still, like the dresses in this movie, like come on. Yeah. They're yeah. insane. Well, They're also, insane. like... They that one also, that she wears where it's like the red with red and it's like all just that like whole lace scene the when front. they're walking through that when he's yeah. they're doing like the, the, the thing in the house show. the fashion yeah. show like every single one of those dresses is incredible. incredible also you see like I think this is like the auteur aspect of it and all these movies yeah, dress. have an auteur but like like there are little like costumes like feed into the story and like what they're wearing and that the girl's wearing this red thing at the beginning of the movie like their first date she's wearing this red yeah. bright showy outfit and even there was one part or Daniel Day-Lewis is wearing like a white jacket that feels very showy. Mm-hmm. And I even called this out to Megan because I thought it was something. I was like, oh, but basically he's wearing it 
And then the next, literally the next scene you see, he's wearing like a different jacket, like a dark jacket. I'm like, oh, why did it change jacket? Oh, it feels like this is the scene before. But then you see him change back into the other jacket. And it's just like an unsaid thing, but you're kind of seeing him, like the character, like put on a different jacket for like these dis- different instances. Like when he's going to work, he's going to put on this white jacket that's going to be like one thing. And then he's right. Like, like I think that like there was thought put into it beyond just what is a beautiful dress that like theoretically a good designer would yeah, make. Yeah, that's fashion, Maddie. Get into it. No, but I'm saying that there it was very thoughtful. Fashion's yeah. important. It's Maybe good. it's something that you might want to look into. Also, yeah. you know, start start dressing. <sighs> I'm just saying. Um, what. Well, I was going to say, also, like, it was, like, there were more plot points than I expected. Because I kind of, what I knew going in was basically, I mean, what I, not the only thing, but, like, I'd heard, like, two people in a house. The majority right. is, like, these two people in a house. And it is that. But I think there are a lot of, like, specific plot beats that I can, like, point to as, mm-hmm. like, specific, like, turns and changes. And, like, you know, obviously the bigger ones, yeah. spoil. But, like, yeah, uh, we're gonna spoil. We're gonna are spoil her, it. like, poisoning him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she poisons him. She yeah. poisons him with mushrooms regularly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he is into and it. It becomes a thing, and that was—it's a weird, kinky thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, and I think, like, I don't know that mo- that moment where you realize, like, oh, he knows. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, and he's like looking at her. Is just again, like, a lot of credit to Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, it's just like I mean, one of my favorite moments in a movie this year. Yeah, because it's like both. I get it. It's an interesting thing. It's not necessarily, like, I wouldn't necessarily guess that this big stubborn artist who likes his way and is mad about butter being in his food likes being, would, like, be cool with being poisoned. Yeah, I mean... But it made sense for the character, and it was, like, this turn, and, like, I... But it was also, like, funny. Like, yeah. it was a very yeah, was funny, funny That's That's the... So, it was funny. Again, I've seen this movie twice, and the first time I saw it, I liked it quite a bit. The second time, I, um... So we gotta let this dog out before she freaks out. The second time, I loved it. Um, and one of the things I love about this movie is it's so, it's so funny. Um, I think the, uh, we haven't talked about her yet and she deserves like a podcast to herself, but Leslie Manville in this movie. Oh my God. I just love that similar to like what we were talking about, like where we were having like discussions about how you you see Daniel Day-Lewis change. You also see him, like, challenged in this movie yeah. by someone that is clearly, like, has an upper hand on him. Yeah. Like, whereas Vicky creeps eventually becomes, I feel like, his equal. Like, Leslie Manville, like, just when she's like, don't, I'll go right through you or whatever. Yeah. Exactly yeah. Oh, honest. yeah. She doesn't even look at him. She's like, don't even challenge. I'll, yeah. 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 I just, I love that because yeah. it's, it's just so much fun to see Daniel Day-Lewis playing, like. Took me a while to realize that was his sister. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was. Well, a they're supposed to have to sort of like a weird brothers, but I just love her in this movie so yeah. much, and I was so happy that she got nominated because I think she's so. Here's good. the thing about about this movie, and I, it's funny because every year that we've done that, Paul Thomas Anderson has had a movie. We've talked about it, mm-hmm. and I think the thing with me and PTA is I always love his movies, and I think they're so competently competently done. I especially like the Daniel Day Lewis ones. But I will say that they often leave me uh, a bit cold. I, um, they're, it's, they're emotionally, like I said this about Magnolia, where mm-hmm. I was like, I feel like it is, um, there's, it holds you at a distance, basically. It's, it's a little bit, it's cold. And I felt that same way about Phantom Thread. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I thought it was great. I think it's beautifully done. I think 
uh, yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis is the best of all time. Right. I do not like that he salts the shit out of that asparagus. Anybody that knows me knows that when I make you food, you do not salt or pepper it. That is not... I, it is so. It is. But I know that's the point. The and way that's, that's why he's I know that doing if I do no, that, I know. That's, I'm just saying. No, I'm thing. just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. To if you want to be a good dinner guest, guys, or if somebody's making you, if somebody makes you food, don't fucking salt that food. Don't ask for salt. Don't ask for pepper. If hey, you're a good cook, the house of Woodcock doesn't like his asparagus made with with butter. With butter, he likes mm-hmm. it with oil. Whatever, it doesn't fat. matter. Like melted fat. Melted or something. fat. Whatever. Or they say like he likes fat. Don't care. Bottom line, uh, don't don't fucking season your food. That's the chef's job. But um, beyond that, yeah, I thought it was. I was so entertained. I liked it the entire time. But it did not. We talk about like like having that emotional impact or whatever. I don't have that from his movies generally. Um, I think uh, I got it a lot more on the second viewing. Again, because the first time it's like the it, sixth movie you've said that about. We don't well, all have time to go back and well, watch everything two, are, three some times. Some of us are better at our jobs. That we're getting paid a <laughs> some lot. Some of us of money have more for. lives, I guess, more of a life. More. Not you, no, so not what? Me. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> no. um, I'm watching. I got to catch up with Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love this movie. I don't know what's that. Yes, yeah. and that's why I feel like kind of cliched because last time I was on your guys' podcast. Like I, I was for... all about Boogie Nights yep. and how great that is, and I'm doing it again for Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's hard. It's 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 hard. I don't know. Like it's just the there's there's like a certain amount of excitement to just every moment of a Paul Thomas Anderson movie that like you know it's another. But I mean, just like I'm watching this like early scene of him driving in his car in the countryside to like a small town, and and it's just like exciting. It's beautifully yeah. shot, and there's just always a tension. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? Listening about... to our dog oh, throw dog, yeah. her body against yeah, the door the to upset try about and get into. She's not coming back in. <laughs> um, but I, but I think, I, but that's why I kind of totally disagree with like leaving you cold because I don't think I feel like happy or sad necessarily afterwards. But I'm like excited. Like I, right. I, I feel know, like I, a, listen, I feel like I a jolt there, of I energy. I saw you. You were excited. I want to like sit forward. Well, it's like there's just it's tension. I think is what it is, and that's why I think like there will be blood is often thought of as his best movie. Um, and that's why what like is really great about this that like mixes a little bit of the more humorous side of like characters with yeah. that tension, but just like every moment just feels like it means something, and you kind of have to like lean forward and try to figure out what it means. And well, I think it does like, mean something. Like, like there's an intention to it. Just like even the levels of just like when she when he brings her back to the house for the first time and he's fitting her and she's like on cloud nine and she thinks like he's, yeah. she's yeah. the muse and then he's like you have no breasts and yeah. she's like I know. And then like, which I really identify again. And I then really like, identified with that. she like kind of comes back up, and he leaves the room, and then Leslie oh, Mandel's like, comes in. "You're was like, you have the perfect body." Yeah. And she goes, "He likes. Oh, he likes a little bit of belly." Yeah. And she just has yeah. a, it's just this quick look on her face, and it's just like, "What?" Yeah, it's all these little battles, and that's, and then backhanded like, compliments. Yeah, it really is a bummer that Vicky Creeps isn't nominated. Yeah. Because I yeah, think that that character is so vital to that. Like you've got the two characters who do these like catty yeah. back and forth like under like backhanded comments type things, and her kind of seeing her like learn, like learn the way of this house and not like fight it, but kind of adapt in her own way, but keep her character was yeah. just a really it was I don't yeah, know yeah it I, is I a bu- really it is a bummer it. although we should say going into the award nomination morning like everyone thought Daniel Day Lewis and the costumes and the score would probably get nominated mm-hmm. and nothing else would and the fact they got nominated for best picture yeah. best director and Leslie Manville those should all be at least yeah. um, 
Those yeah. are all good. Um, we could talk all day about fan. You know, we're like going through this list, and I will say, like, these are this was a good year. It was a great year. It was a really good year for you movies. Yes, way better than last year, I think. So, um, from that, let's move on to the post. The post. Oh, speaking of, yeah, really good year for movies, and then we have the post. The post is not a bad movie. (laughs) Let me just preface it by saying that the post is a is a very good movie. It is literally exactly what you would think if somebody was like, "Listen, we've got a movie." Meryl Streep's in it. Yeah. And Tom Hanks. And it's about like journalistic integrity. Is it Steven Spielberg too? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is like it is if someone said to you a Steven Spielberg movie with these two actors yeah. of this time period, yeah, this is that's this is a it's what you're gonna get. I don't know what this movie is missing. Like watching it, I don't know what something is, but I don't know what it is. Like when I was watching, I was like, there is something fundamentally that's missing from this movie because I should I we talked about this last week because we talked about The Insider I love journalist movies Mm -hmm. like I should love this movie and I don't and I don't dislike again I agree it's a good movie but it's not great and I don't know why but I feel like it's missing a story that is interesting yes that's what it is like it's just like it there's just no, it's just the way a movie, like a good story doesn't necessarily make a good movie. And it doesn't feel like this was a story that like made for two hours of watching one specific thing to follow. Like you can kind of say that like that specific event was very important, obviously, and it's very interesting. And it's good that people know about it. But like there was something to, and I think it's like rooted in like the Meryl Streep character that for the first half of the movie, like there's a couple scenes with her, but she's not really anything. Like she doesn't, yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to even really think of her. And she doesn't really have any agency and she just kind of is there. And then the second half, it kind of tries to manufacture her into this like important figure. And I have no doubt that the woman actually was that. Yeah. But it's not in ways that translate to like specific entertaining moments where you see her saying or doing something. Right. Um, That's exactly the correct, I think, breakdown of this is like, I think this is definitely, I'm sure it's, I, I know it's an important story. I know this is an important moment in history. I just don't know that it translates super well to to film. I th- I'd rather read a book about this. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how to. Like I said, I'm not sure how you fix it. I think maybe if there had been a little more focus on like, I don't even want to say like I want to know more about what the Pentagon Papers were because I understand what they were. Yeah. Um, I feel like they could. There could have been something more like you know with something like Spotlight. Like the whole time you're like you know there was this massive cover up about these horrible abuses that were taking place. Yeah. And this is basically the same thing. Like, the government knew we could not win in Vietnam and was covering it up and sent all these people to continue a war and, like, people's kids were dying every single day because the government basically didn't want to admit defeat. Lose face, yeah. And lose face, yeah, exactly. And I feel like if somehow they had been able to bring up that point more, it yeah. makes the whole thing oh. about releasing these documents well, more important. But I don't feel like spotlight it had really happened. focused like, on the victims and why yeah. this was yeah. an important story. I, this is it was less about why like, this is there's an like that story. one scene, and I actually think it is emotionally resonant when she goes to Bob McNamara's house, yeah. and is like, you know, my son, thank God he's back, but like you let our children yeah. go, and you knew all this, and like that scene like works for me, but it's. Two yeah. minutes of a two-hour movie, and that's yeah, like, and that's why, like, I think, like, it's yeah. The post is like about the paper too much. Like, it's about yeah. the post and how does it yeah. affect the paper and how does it affect this 
like wealthy woman's business, like right. in a way. Yeah. Like obviously I'm simplifying it a little bit, but yeah. like, but like I think Spotlight to me is made by that one scene where the guy's like doing the research. I forget. I don't know the actor's name. He's really good, but uh, he Ruffalo? does the research. No, it's not Mark Ruffalo. Um, Brian Darcy James. I think. Probably, <laughs> but he you'll know. <laughs> but he basically looks up and sees an address. Goes out of his house. Goes down the street. Goes oh, around yeah. the corner. Yeah. It's like a house that's right in his neighborhood, right yeah. there. And like it has like more than that, but that one moment, there's like moments like that where it's like this is how it affects us, like personally, like yeah. we're seeing the people there. Whereas like it was, it it was too broad to be like, yeah, it was too. Di- there was too much distance between like who it was affecting. Like yeah. and it's yeah. like, we, and also, like it was good to publish those papers, and that maybe that's why it doesn't make for a good movie because the story of the Pentagon Papers being released is more about journalism. Right. Like we kind of yeah. knew at that point that Vietnam was fucked up. Yeah. Right. Like we we knew it was bad anyway. Yeah. There were already like people obviously protesting. now yeah, it's just like all, oh we also there, lied there's about all it. those terrible background actors protesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the worst background yeah. acting yeah. I've ever so, seen. Yeah. So really like, pulling focus. So it yeah. wasn't about like learn like it wasn't even about like even the Meryl Streep McNamara thing. Like I do agree that that's good, but even that it wasn't about like. We also knew it was horrible that they were fighting in a war in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. We knew it was like a political war, but like we didn't have like really learning, oh, they're being molested. Like this is happening right now. And who cares about the Washington Post? I'm a millennial. I read blogs, you know? I also there's also a little bit of like I don't know. I mean honestly I don't know the full story, but like it felt like it did idealize Meryl Streep's character a little bit much in the in the attempt to find like a character to talk about. Uh Because she also was like a schmoozy biased reporter right. she was friends with McNamara she was friends yeah. with all these people and there was no moment like there was no moment where she even kind of owned up to that part of it and yeah. that kind of irked me about it like which she might not have and again that's why I mean it doesn't work but like she shouldn't have been friends with the Kennedys and letting them kind of dictate I don't know right. Kennedys yeah. in particular which is I forget but like she shouldn't have been like but influence in the of, first place I do feel like it kind of brought that up like with Tom, I don't think this is a very good Tom Hanks performance, and that pains me because I love Tom Hanks, but I don't think he's I mean, very he's good in this movie. I mean, he's never not, he's fine. But he's I ne- think he's usually actually better. Like, I don't think this is a great performance of his. But um, they do have that scene where he talks about how, like, he didn't realize until after the assassination that, like, he had kind of been, a, he thought these were just very close friends, and in yeah. a way he was kind of a pawn for them. Um, so I feel like they do address that a little bit, but... Um, I don't know. There's no propulsion to the movie for me. This is such like a weird thing to say because they're actors, of course, but it was really took me out of the movie that David Cross and Bob Odenkirk both yeah. work in the news. Oh, yeah. we yeah. were <laughs> so like, yeah. there they are showing up. It took, takes me out of the movie too. Yeah. I agree. It's not fair at all like to be yeah. like, this takes me out, but it did. Like, I don't know um, why you'd cast, yeah. I don't know why you'd cast them. I don't know if you cast this. Cast one I mean, or cast the other, like it wouldn't have taken me out of it. But the two of them, yeah, the two of them. But I think that just happened. That does happen. And I guess I'd say, like in the first season of Fargo, they had Key and Peele, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was they, like, wa- they sat outside yeah. and watched. But but the, I think yeah. like that was intentionally. Oh a yeah, thing. and like it's, and, and, and that I, like, also I'm was not, that was like a fictional story. Like yeah. it's not like a period. It was like that. But I'm just saying, like that's the like that's also like an instance where like you look at it and it like. It was like in the case of Fargo, they knew that you were going to think it of it. Because like the audience is naturally going to think of that. It would have been like in Darkest Hour if they cast like the two guys from Little Britain as like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> parliamentarians. Or the Mighty Booshes. Like, That's Mighty Booshes? Yeah. The Booshes. <laughs> the Boosh Boys. It's like Eric Idle and John Cleese. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you know that. Don't, yeah. like, you got to think better of the audience. Yeah. I mean, again, this movie is very topical. It's nice that it's, I think, and that's why I think it is in the, is, it, is, it was nominated. It's one of the nine. Yeah. Um, I just... Uh, yeah. Well, it's also like, 
you knew you knew it was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Like you knew they were going to get published. Yeah. Like you knew like yeah. the Washington Post, it's around. So, so like, when you know the end of a movie, so you it's just, like Titanic, so guys. It's like Titanic. That movie going, that that boat gonna sink. Yeah. So if you know so you the end more of the movie, you have to, to exactly. You have to fight extra hard to make it more. Yeah. And well, ultimately, like the only thing, yeah, with like Meryl Streep's character was like she did decide to publish it, sort of. Like it didn't. It felt like it didn't like really yeah. uncover anything that I wouldn't yeah. have expected. The other thing is like if we're gonna talk about the end of the movie, and that like, was a great Meryl Streep moment where she was like, let's let's, let's go, let's Meryl's go, great. we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're go. gonna go, and I think yeah. that's great. And she's you know whatever, yeah. she's Meryl Streep. Is yeah. she nominated? Yes. Okay. Uh, of course she is. Of course she is. I but, can't I can't be mad because she's like yeah. fucking amazing. Um, the other thing I'll talk about is the very end of the movie, and this annoyed me so much when I saw it. And I get like historically like in. 30 years if someone watched this post and is not as familiar with it. But in watching it, I was like, who the fuck is watching this movie that doesn't know about Watergate? Like, we all know that's what comes next. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't need this little tag where we're in the water. Like, we know what brings down Nixon. And that's just, like, 45 years later at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, um, so, I don't know. That just really annoyed me. It just felt, like, very, like, simple. I can't figure out an ending. Let's stick on a Watergate tag. Mm, sure. Well, also, he didn't sure. even... It's I weird. I, I also think, like... I, again, I think there are fundamental issues with the, what the story is about, but also, like, Spielberg... He doesn't do, like... Or he had lately... That's wrong. But he doesn't do, like, thrillers or, inten like, intensity. Like... Well, Bridge of Spies. Yeah, I guess so. I guess maybe it's just he just didn't make that choice. The for BFG. Yeah, BFG. <laughs> when, they, when they rode the cars like roller skates. Yeah. It was pretty exciting. Um... But I was just going to say, like, when I think of, like, All the President's Men, I guess, as the, yeah. the yeah. movie about reporting things, and it is about Watergate, like, there's so much tension to yeah. it. Like, and, 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 and it's not even that that was failed in this, it's that it wasn't even attempted. Yeah. Like, there, was, there wasn't yeah. any, any, it wasn't trying to be gripping, it was trying to be, like, inspiring, and yeah. you're not going to inspire me with the paper published yeah. this thing. Yeah. Um, let's move on. I'm please, done with the post. Please, I again another movie that my parents probably loved. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that brings us to The Shape of Water. Ooh, The Shape of Water. That's your boy. That's my it's your boy. boy. Guillermo. I mean, yeah. Well, here's the thing. This, I love Guillermo del Toro. I'm gonna say this was the year of Maddie liking the people he likes already. Because <laughs> um, my thing with Guillermo del Toro is it. I love his early stuff. Like I think Chronos, everyone should see. The Devil's Backbone, everyone should see. Pan's Labyrinth, everyone should see. They're all beautiful and wonderful. Hellboy 2 is also great. Um, but he was like... He and was then he went through a drought. But yeah, that's the thing. He was getting Although the point I where think, I was like, I, I think really they're fun. I think Pacific something. Rim was really fun. Yeah. Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak was beautiful. Did we see that together? Yeah, before, before my 30th birthday. Oh, shit, that's yeah. right. That was a fun movie. We I, went and to I like, Islands, and then we went to Pacific yeah. Rim. Yeah. But I just came out, I was 30 years old. 30 years old. But I just felt like... one week ago. I felt like I was at the point where I like just really needed him to do knock one out of the park. Yeah. Um, I think he did. I think he did. And it feels like part of it was that he just went back to the simpler, like kind of like fairy tale mm -hmm. fables that he like does really well. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't know. And you didn't know. try to like, yeah, I mean, didn't try to scare us. I'll say like maybe my favorite actor working today is Michael Shannon. And he's terrifying in this. He's uh -huh. so... He's there's some there's something unhinged about that guy ever since Revolutionary Road and he's and he's at his best Michael Shannon when he's playing those those types of characters uh, like from Bold Rock Empire and um, and Take Shelter and then now this and uh, 
I think in every other movie he's ever. In every other movie he's ever been. <laughs> but I think those are his, yeah, yeah, very true. But I think those those these are really great performances, and he's very great, and he adds a a layer uh, to this movie that I think Del Toro was probably looking for in that in that that threat. You have to. He has to have that like that threat. He's a villain. He's a villain. He's the bad guy. Guys, he's the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler yeah. alert. Um, Sally Hawkins, who doesn't speak, is phenomenal in mm-hmm. it. She's nominated, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I went in, like, before I was like, all right, she's not going to talk. She's I know, you were gonna like, be she's good. Gonna say I was like, she's going to be good, but ultimately, like, you should, you need to say things. That's a component of I acting. I remember you said that. But I think she is deserving of the nomination. Maybe even, no, not the win, because we know who is deserving. We'll get oh, to her. We'll get to her. Um, but uh, but just there was like I think like you need like a specific, usually there's like one big knockout scene, and I think she had that. There's a scene with her and Richard Jenkins where she's mm-hmm. I don't I mean the general gist of it is like this is me <laughs> or whatever. Um, but I just think in that moment like you see such like expression and acting, and the fact that she's not talking, I feel like there's like we've been watching figure skating lately, and the technical score is right. very high, and she landed that quad lutz triple touch toe jump. Um, and so I really, oh I thought God, she was great. I have so much to say about figure skating. Can we make this a figure skating podcast no. now? Nope. I um, was so disappointed so about. We're not going to get into it about, at all. No, okay. we're not going to. We're not going to talk about the Russian figure skaters because oh, I didn't watch it. So I wish I was a Russian figure skater. Doesn't interest me at all. Okay. Um, Jesus, I'm going to say I feel like The Shape of Water to me had like uh, it's a little bit of uh, for Maddie some of these other movies. It didn't have enough. It didn't have the punch for me. Mm. Um. I liked it. I thought there were a lot of beautiful shots. I think a lot of the performances are really good. I think it's a very good movie. Um, but I don't know. Nothing took it over the top for me. Um, I don't understand why it's the front runner for Best Picture. I, that, I did not know that it was... I had not heard it was a front runner. That is surprising to me. I, I think I'm somewhere in the middle of the two of you. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I really, really liked this movie a lot. Um, and I... Did not, but I really, really like this movie a lot, and I think it was an amazing feat. But I'm thinking back on it, I did not cry. When I, so take that, you, you know what? Take so that. take um, that. So um, but take I loved that. it. I just loved. I don't know. There was a moment when I was watching the movie, like, and it was kind of later on. I think it was like in the middle of the old laundry heist scene or whatever. When I was like, oh, this is like a simple movie. Yeah. Like yeah. it's like we're just we're it's break so out straightforward and linear and direct in a way. And I don't know why, but in this case, I like liked it so much. And I think it was partly because all the characters were so clearly like defined in their in their roles. Yeah. Um, and I so get that. I don't role. understand why they were in love. Who who can understand love? Right? I but I didn't. But there was no moment. It just seemed like right. she saw there was going to be a fish person, right. love and doesn't she. Need- you don't need to explain love. But then right? she just decided she was in love well, with him. Well, he was him. very and attractive. I never, I never, yeah, she was She's a freak. So they, like, they, things are built on, on less, love is built on less than eggs. But it, I, th- I think they're, I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess, I, mean, I, guess like, I guess that kind of is like, was missing for me, is I never understood why they loved each other. Except she wanted that those fish sticks. But I, think it's hey. just, I think it was just rooted in like, in like seeing another, like, honestly, like quote unquote monster. Yeah. Right. And like seeing someone else who was lonely and didn't right. have anyone to talk to. Yeah. Um, when I was in just, when I when I was in elementary school, when I was like a little girl, the girl, kid down the street from me was the girl down the street from me was in love with Sonic the Hedgehog. 
I'm not kidding you. She wanted to marry Sonic the Hedgehog. And that little girl's name was Nick Wyvern. <laughs> <laughs> so, stranger things have happened, was what I'm saying. Yeah. Weird um, I don't know. I thought Michael Shannon was great. I thought Michael Stuhlbarg is great. As always. MVP, MVP of the MVP year. MVP of the year. Three best and picture. not nominated Here's at three all. Three best picture nominees. Not nominated for shit. Nope. That sucks. Um, yeah, I think it was a really solid movie. Like, I've seen it twice. I'd watch it again. I don't have a problem with it at all. It just, mm-hmm. it's weird to me that it's, I guess it's weird to me because it is still like a genre movie and I don't think it's above and beyond great why it's the front runner. That's the weird thing to me, I guess. Like, even if like, even though I don't, I would not have it up there, even if The Post was like the front runner, I would disagree with it, but I would get it. Yeah. With Shape of Water, I, I, I don't quite get it. I think part of it is because people love Guillermo del Toro and this is a return Well, to and then I get why he's going to win Best Picture, even though I think Christopher Nolan should. You mean Best Director? Best Director, yeah. Um, yeah. But I love, uh, yeah, I don't know, I just love the look of it, but I also liked... I love the look of it. I loved I how, know, the, I, I love the color scheme. Scheme. I love how, like, um, how dark and moody everything was and all the greens in the lab and stuff. I like the look of it. There were certain, like, I didn't know that I needed, like, like the second pie scene where like we're like we find out like the guy who works at the pie shop is not only hates Richard Jenkins because he's gay he's also a bigot like yeah. why you needed the African American couple to walk in and not be allowed to sit down yeah because I already feel like we get that as an idea with Octavia Spencer's character mm-hmm. who's I love Octavia Spencer but like can we find her please a new role? find her another role like we've seen her yeah. play the same role and be nominated for the same role now three times in the yeah. last 10 years she's so great it's I want to see her do other things yeah, yeah. I don't know I, I, I again I'm somewhere in the middle I really really enjoyed this movie and I think it was I think it's beautiful I think it's beautiful to look at but much I think of it I this and Phantom Thread are very close for me because I am as much as I loved it so much, but I'm not super emotionally invested in either of them. Right. Is what I would say. Yeah. Next. Um, anything else on Shape of Water, um, Maddie? Richard Close Jenkins was not nominated, right? No, he was. Wait. Oh, okay. Well, good. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> good. Pause. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just think he, I just think that character honestly like surprised me how much I like that character. Yeah. I wanted, and I, and I, I kinda, love Richard Jenkins and I think that was also a role that was like hyped up for me because coming out of the film fest films festival circuit people were like he could very well win and then i saw it and i was like i've just seen him give better performances like i don't think it's i think he's a very good performance but i just think he's been better in other things too yeah i mean he just yeah it doesn't have as much to do he's good though um if that brings us to our last movie oh boy oh boy three billboards outside of ebbing missouri I had to see this movie twice. I'm very embarrassed to say because the first time I went to see it, I got very drunk beforehand and I didn't remember anything. Mm-hmm. So this is a movie that I've seen twice. Seen in quotes. Seen right. it twice. Yeah. Um, but then I got a screener and so then I watched it. Um, and, uh, oh, they're nailing again. Nail, nail, nailing. Um, I love this movie. This is great. So this is... Uh, Maddie made me watch it again because he um, loved it so much. Great cast. Francis McDormand. I'm really also psyched to see Lucas Hedges be in more stuff because I think mm-hmm. he's so great. And two Best Picture nominees. Two Best Picture year. nominees. I run real hot and cold on Sam Rockwell. I know he's going to win. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he would be my pick, especially now hearing that Michael Stuhlbarg's not nominated. Right. Um, so... 
that's sort of a... Wait, because Michael Stolberg's not nominated, now you think Sam Rockwell's not going to win? No, I think he is going to win. I don't think oh, he'd think be my pick. Gotcha. Um, and it makes me mad that Michael Stolberg's not nominated. Yeah. Um, I love Murd McDonough. The Pillow Man's probably my favorite play. When I saw the trailer for this movie, I was like, oh, that's going to be my favorite movie of the year. I know, we talked about this. The first time I saw it... so. I liked it a lot the first time I saw it, quite a bit. thought it was a very good movie. and But the fact that it wasn't my favorite movie of the year already made it disappointing. And it, I'll be honest, the second time I saw it, I liked it even less than I did the first time. Hmm. Um, which is a bummer for me. Yeah. Um, I love Martin McDonough, too. I saw I saw The Lieutenant of Inishmore. Some of the... Uh, Wait, are you impressed that I saw The Lieutenant of Inishmore? In Angeland? Oh. I saw the world premiere of the Ten of Inishmore. And do you know who With sat Carrie in front of me? Mm-hmm. And do you know who sat in front of me? I don't. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Martin McDonough. Think. By the, the way, guys, both of these are close. The, the Tony King. Blair. Close. Prince Charles. Yes. And Camille Parker Bowles sat That's in front not of that me. Cool. That's pretty fucking cool. Royalty sat Imagine in front of me. Joaquin he might Phoenix. be King of England. No. Whatever. <laughs> they won't let it. Uh, Martin McDonough, sorry, that's great. Um, World premiere, no big deal. The second time I saw kind it, I don't, I don't really buy into like a lot of the backlash that's been against the movie, so it wasn't that. There are a couple scenes in the movie, particularly, she has some monologues in the movie that feel very playwright. Yeah. yeah. They don't feel like they're right for a movie. Yeah. And I realized it more the second time because she wasn't even really making them work. And yeah. And Frances McDormand can't make it work. Maybe the writing's not very good. Yeah. Um, so that's, I guess, what bothered me a little bit the second time. I think that's a totally fair point. Yeah. I think she works best. I think all the scenes in this movie are, are best when it's the quieter moments. Yeah. Like her and Woody Harrelson on the... Porch, porch, yeah. And her and John Hawks yeah. in the in the restaurant and uh, that sort of stuff. I, I have a hot take about this movie. Ooh, hot take. I think Woody Harrelson gives the best performance in the movie. And I'll tell you why. Because yeah. I think most of the cast is very good. Woody Harrelson is the only one that has to have scenes alone, except for one with Frances McDormand, with Abby Cornish, oh. <laughs> who gives the worst performance out of any of the movies we've talked about today. By a lamp. <laughs> you think it was that bad? I think her performance is so bad. Guys. Caleb Landry Jones looked like Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> you hear that? Do you hear that nailing? It's not nailing. It's knocking. <laughs> Abby Cornish is here. She'd like to have a word. Um, I don't think, I think that's harsh. I think she sold that, what was that dick joke? She sold that. I don't know. She sold a, she sold that dick joke at the I end. I mean, that writing's bad too. Yeah, like, that's not right. scene where. Yeah, and she did that the. Was a really nice she book. did the best she That's could. That's a really nice cook. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, <laughs> yeah, I and think she's good when she like sees the note and realizes what the note yeah. is. Yes, I, th- I but think all of her dialogue is ripped. But do you think? Stupid. Do you think an accent? But I think you're right. Is Woody. influencing that? Opinion? I don't because she's using her Australian accent. Yeah. But I'm saying Australian. the fact that it's such a different accent compared no, to everyone else in the movie. I think it's such a bad accent. No. I, I think I disagree with you in the sense that, like, I didn't think she was great, but I also was, like, not bothered. I, she didn't take me out of it. But I do agree in that Woody Harrelson was amazing. Mm-hmm. I like Woody Harrelson more and more. Every time I see him, I think he's getting better and better. Yeah. 
that's another thing. And he and maybe part of it is that he's picking good stuff or people are picking good stuff for him uh, or people are coming to him with better scripts than he's ever had before. But uh, yeah, I'm loving him. I'm loving him. I'm loving him. Um, I feel like you're going to burst, buddy. Yeah, go ahead, Pat. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I didn't see. No, I did. Um, well, here's you were there also, that first time. Like I, I said, this was the year of me just liking the filmmakers <laughs> I already like. And I love Guillermo del Toro. Love that P.T. Anderson. And I love the McDonough brothers. <laughs> Both, Both of them. I like all I mean, the other McDonough brothers, I mean, though, had a truly. You have to ignore that War on Everyone ever happened. You pretend, it was I'm just, just saying, this year he had a horror. 2017. What's, he what's knew, it? John Michael McDonough, who made this movie, Calvary and the Guard, which Calvary in particular. Calvary is, is one of my favorite movies ever. Like it's it's yeah. like in my top twenty movies of all time. Yeah. Um, but he made a movie that came out at the very beginning this year with 20. Caleb Landry Jones has yeah. a performance in this movie that I it's actually bonk. said this to someone I that Nick Cage would be like, take it down and <laughs> Yeah. yeah Have you seen that happened. video online of Nicolas Cage losing his shit? And it's set to that like And it's just him like being like, oh, and then going in that part in Vampire's Kiss where he's like, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, and he goes through the whole alphabet. Well, anyway, you should look you, that if you're by your computer. You, just said. <laughs> you don't know what I just said. No, I couldn't follow that. Sorry, we'll let you get back. I'm so sorry. Maddie's I'm so sorry. Thoughts. I'm so sorry. It's right. hot so in then, here. Yeah. And I think maybe, it is, maybe it's just that John Michael just needs to stay Irish. Wait, what was the movie? Um, Sorry, I didn't... It's called War on Everyone. War on Everyone. With oh, Alexander Skarsgård you hated that movie. Yeah, it was really bad. It should be great. Michael Peña also the is a man I love. The movie would have been bad but anyway, but I also went in with like super high expectations yeah. because I loved Calvary so Yeah, much. it looked really fun. Yeah. It was not. Um, but, um, yeah, I loved the movie. I thought it was really great. I think it's interesting. I think it's very... I think like kind of to your play point, I think part of it is also that it's like just not the style of movies now. Where mm-hmm. it's not super like literal or grounded, like both McDonough's kind of they do cartoonish. Like someone sets the police station on fire in this movie, right? And no one goes to jail for like, like. And I think some, I think a lot of people have issues with that stuff. It seems like a lot of a lot of the criticisms are of the kind criticism of rooted in is about and taking it too literally in a way. I think people don't like that. There's supposed to be like this because Sam Rockwell is this like bigot cop. Yeah, like, and that's the other part. And like I think that he's like yeah. sort of redeemed. redeemed. And I and I like I mean Orlando my kind of thing with that is I don't know that he is redeemed. Me I just think it's more that it's complicated. Yeah. And I think like you can see yeah, that, like that a racist backlash. person can try and fail to be Yeah, that do the backlash right thing. I, that backlash I that don't part I don't quite get. Yeah. Um and I do and I think it like I don't know, I think like but I think it doesn't get enough credit for two subjects that are very, very current, which are, one is like police and the mishandling of, um, you know, police, like cases and, and, and backlash towards that. But also like, I think it's a movie about like misdirected anger. Uh-huh. And yeah. so I think a lot of people read it as like, that like Francis McDormand is growing in a good, in the right, like as if the, as if the movie thinks she's doing the right thing as the right. movie goes forward and is learning the right things. And then at the end, it's like a victory that she's gonna go like, possibly murder a man. Yeah. Um, and I think it, that's not the take of the movie. Like, I think Correct. it's more yeah. it's more about, like, this woman is mishandling this. Yeah. Like, and it's about how at the beginning, like, you kind of want to root for her, and right. then it's telling you all these reasons why you shouldn't root yeah. for her. And, and that's why def- when she's in a car with a racist, like, it's like, I'm like, no, we're not supposed to, like, Yeah, yeah. Marnie Dunn is a cut. I had this conversation with someone that they felt like 
basically like he was telling us how to think and I was like no he's absolutely a conversation starter yes, yes. Like, yes. that's what McDonough does with all of his stuff yeah. he's never like giving you like this is my opinion or this is how you should think like he wants you to and it's I think very, that's it's almost Brechtian in yeah. a way that's like, easy I, to pick up on because the hero of the movie is is Woody Harrelson he, he like and they have that he has that speech where he's like I don't think those billboards are very fair yeah I hope and yeah, I hope that the you know whatever. I hope that one it's going to be one of those things where we just happen to find him one day. It's the 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 theme of the movie, the through line in the of the movie is just like sh- yeah, shit happens, and this is and it's how you deal with it that is that will influence that you know that's your character that will reveal your character. Right. Um, even to the point that Woody Harrelson blowing his brains out, like that's the way that he dealt with his sort of yeah. situation, and I don't think he was really making a comment on it so much as saying is like this is what is most revealing about ourselves for me i think to your point about how he writes bigger characters i think maybe that's part of the reason this movie didn't work as well as i wanted it to is that there i don't feel like that's like balanced enough i uh, i don't know if that's the right word but it feels like it it didn't quite go in one direction or another for me like it didn't feel mm-hmm. either it needed to be a larger like some of his plays are like yeah, really over the top. Really over the top, or maybe it, or it needed to be quieter, and it's some. It didn't really find enough mm. balance for me, I guess. There, I will say, I feel like both McDonough's they do a lot of dwarf jokes. They like do. They, they think midgets are very funny. <laughs> that like, might be a well, like I mean, like in Bruges, UK thing. You even had Dinklage, right? Was the was that uh, him the, as the can't actor? Remember. I, I think it was Dinklage. I've seen it. Yeah. There's a dwarf actor. Or whatever. Right. That they keep on like Colin Farrell's like obsessed with or whatever. Yeah. And there's oh, always yeah. like little jokes and stuff like that. And I, I think know, that's a very like, Irish thing. Like to I know that's part of the reason. Like it probably is Dinklage because I know like he has like this idea of being putting together like a repertory troupe for his films. That's why Abby Cornish yeah. is in this movie. She was in Seven Psychopaths. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to use the same people. Um, um, but, but I. But yeah. But I. Yeah. I just think. Yeah. I just. Yeah, I was very surprised that this. There's all every year. I feel like there's one movie that is like the awards movie that gets a backlash. Yeah, like it's designated the backlash movie, and I was just surprised that this was that one. Yeah. Um, not that I don't totally, you know, not that I don't see the complaints with it in certain right. ways, but I just think it's like kind I of a challenging, it, interesting it, but movie. But I think it's people taking stuff um, too. And again, yeah, I like that it's. I don't know. I think I like that it's a movie about anger. Yeah, and misdirected anger and how we don't manage it well, Guys, and how it's not, just a complicated issue. Not Peter no Dinklage, answer. just in case. It's not. Okay. We want to know. Jordan Prentice. Oops. No, sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, but I, but again, yeah, it's also like, yeah, I also like the filmmaker, and I felt like going in, I kind of expected some of those things too. Right. Like I expected a little bit of over the top kind of cartoony characters, um, and kind of was excited for them. Um, even Francis McDormand who I think is great. Like, I think she's a little over the top and showy. But I kind of like that, and I, yeah. and I wouldn't right. I I I want so that. Much. Yeah. Again, I think um, I'm somewhere between the two of you. I, although, no, you guys haven't commented so much on Rockwell. I just think, I don't know. I, I don't, loved Rockwell. I mean, I honestly, I came out of the movie, you might have still been a little drunk at the time, after the movie. But I came, I came out, honestly, more impressed with him shame. than McDormand. Yeah. I thought he was so good, and I thought he made that character. Again, that's, I don't know. Like, it's, it's weird, because I... I, I I don't think he made the character like likable. Yeah. I think he made the character he like was interesting. Very, yeah, and I think he made the character more than it yeah. more than just and racist. He was funny. Being. And I liked and I he was funny. I just would get mad about about still I guess I get mad about Stobart. I did like also his mom who was on Big yeah. Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's great and such a 
fucking weird. Like, I mean, she's going to show I, up in like one thing every 10 years because she's so specific. But I yeah. also want to give shouts to the girl who plays John Hawk's girlfriend, who I think oh, nails yeah. all four of her lines. For she's sure. Got, like four lines, and I think she. And they're all so good. What did she say when she's like, oh, I did say that or whatever. Like, she's oh, very I, funny. I didn't make it up or anything. I um, I saw it in a book, book? on um, polio. Yeah. <laughs> Polo. What's the one? With the horses. With the horses. Yeah. <laughs> and so I love that. Like, uh, I, that's why. Yeah, I got I in a fight with. The, I did like that. Not a fight. Um, I was with a group of, of friends, and someone said that they really hated that performance. No. And I said, no, it was great. And they were like, no, it wasn't. I was like, I have a movie podcast. I'm right about this, and you are wrong. You would know. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how having a movie podcast. Having a movie podcast lends a lot of gravitas yeah. to your opinions. Mm-hmm. These are the right opinions. Yes. Best. I'll, I know that the best breakfast burrito in Los Angeles, for a fact, is Cactus Tacos. And I know that because I have a movie podcast. Yeah. It's important. Interesting. Hot um, tip. Hot tip, Los Angeles. Anything three billboards? Um, no, I feel very comfortable ranking now. Um, okay. Let's rank them. Okay. Um, Maddie, you want to give me your rank first? All of them? Yeah. Nine, Starting from the bottom. Nine to one. Now we're here. All right. Oh, well, do you want to, maybe, should we all, like, do, like, our nine? Yeah, let's do our nines. Okay. Maddie, number nine. My number nine. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Is, is the movie you not didn't even, see. This movie is not just not great. It's bad. It's a bad movie. <laughs> no, and, but, and, and just so everybody knows, did you see this movie? I did not see it. No, you did not see this movie. Okay. It feels like you saw it. But it feels I, like you saw it. But I essentially saw this movie. Oops, wait. Oh, no, it's still recording. Um, it's the darkest hour. Megan, you're number nine. The darkest hour. I, which I saw half of. I'm going with The Post. Wow. Number eight. Now, this movie is also bad. It's not as bad as Darkest Hour. Hey, hey, verbose uh, are we just saying McGee, are we going like to get... To like, yeah. I feel like there's some justification. Sure, yeah, saying. sure. I okay. mean, I think the, the hour and a half before right. this was the justification. It's your podca- no. Why don't you get everything in there? Okay, it's your <laughs> podcast, though. So, The Post. <laughs> Megan, eight. This movie hey, is. no editorializing. Give us the thing. Uh, also, the post. Post. By the way, I I think the post is bad. I know you guys said like it's good. I think it's just a bad movie okay. that I would. Um, you really you think I would it's not, bad? I would recommend not seeing it to someone oh. if given the choice. Like I love. I you know. I mean, I guess I would say that too. In the world that like, there are better movies out there. Yeah. So. Um, number eight. I'm going darkest hour. <sighs> I guess we're pretty close. Seven. This is where I feel like things may change up a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Oh, seven for seven. me. Guys, this fandom thread. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll say seven is where we're at. Like, we're past the bad movies. I yeah, these sense. are all the rest I think of these, these are, are all very good, good movies. Yeah. Um, I'd seven, I would say Get Out. It's a movie I really love. Um, I'm saying Three Billboards. Six. My six is Dunkirk. Megan. My six is Get Out. My six is Shape of Water. Wow, we're really all over yeah, the map, guys. Yeah, mine are going to be very different from Craig's, clearly. Um, five. My five and four are tied. Well, you can't really, do that, so fucking make a decision. Okay, my five is Lady Bird. Okay. My five is Shape of Water. Um, I will say, like, because you said that, like, my seven, eight, nine, honestly, like, depending on, like, the moment, could mm-hmm. re-rank anyway. Shape of Water sort of firmly six. My four and five, I feel like the same way about, but five, I'm going Dunkirk. 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 Uh, Maddie, four. My four, tied with Ladybird. 
Call me by your name. Megan, four. Four for me is three billboards outside. Um, four oh. for me is also call me by your name. Three. My three? You already know the number, baby. Three, three billboards <laughs> <laughs> over, around, over Ebbing? Around, near Ebbing, outside. Outside. Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Megan, three. Jesus. My three is Ladybird. Uh, my three is Get Out. Two. Two. The Shape of Water. Oh, Jesus. Megan. <laughs> I got an idea. My two is Dunkirk. Love me that Dunkirk. My two, and honestly, these could flip also, so this is just based on the last viewing. It's Ladybird. Oh my God, guys. This is, I feel so like, that you guys. number one. Maddie, you're number one. The Oscar should go to Phantom Thread. Megan. The I'll Oscar should go to Call Me By Your Name. The Oscar at this very moment, and this could change in the next hour, should go to Phantom Thread. Why wow. would it change in the next hour? Wow, he's just. Oh, just from hour to hour. Yeah, just like bebopping around. Like literally like seven, eight, nine, I could switch around. Four and five, I could switch. One and two, I could switch. Yeah. My thing is, I've only seen Phantom Thread once so far, but with P.T. Anderson movies, I tend to only like them more right. on repeat viewings, so I very much doubt it's going to be. Gonna change. Uh, before we get into some other categories, are there any other movies that you wish had been yes. in the picture? We yes. We should do this pretty quick. Yeah, very quickly. My favorite movie of the year remains the still The Florida Project. Um, I recently made my parents watch this and I got a phone call halfway through saying, I don't get it. And again, it's a slice of life movie. I get it. It's not for everybody. I cried. I cried a lot. I wept. And I just think it's one of the most beautifully, uh, made movies. And it says a lot about poverty and, and in, in America and I, and, um, and how it exists so close to, the magic fucking kingdom. Like, mm -hmm. every, it's, just the, go see the Florida Project, guys. It's also be really beautifully shot, and, um, like, the scenes of the kids kind of walking past all the, like, the different stuff on, like, that strip right, right outside the Magic Kingdom in Orlando is, is amazing. This um, is a movie that I lean more towards your parents with. I don't really get it. I don't get the love for the Florida Project. I don't dislike it. I think it is shot gorgeously. Mm -hmm. I hate the mother, except in like one of the scenes. I wish somebody else was playing that role. Well, you know, they found her on Instagram. Instagram yeah. And so she's not great, but she's but she seems very like, real. I loved American Honey and they found that girl on a beach. Um, but I really don't I really didn't like wait, her. I think I don't get Sean Baker. Wait, I didn't know what's the story of the beach? Did they they found how do you Andrew find Arnold her? Andrew Arnold just beach? like found saw that girl on the, beach saw her on the beach and asked her if she wanted to be in the movie. Yeah. Why does that never happen to me? I'm rarely on beaches. Yeah. That's <laughs> because of the skin cancer that yeah. we've talked about in yeah. previous Because of my paleness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, by the way, but one other thing, one other note, the Florida Project, but I also would like to, would like to throw uh, out there that Coco is also an amazing movie that I recently saw. Maddie, do you have one you wanted to? I do. And Megan stole the thunder a little bit for it. <laughs> oh, she just shit. had to say it. Sorry. Um, and it's one of the, there were two movies last year that I like immediately was like, oh, I got to take Megan to see this. And one was Get Out. I made Megan watch. And the second was Coco. Just a second time. I think it would be my number two movie of the year, to be honest. 
I mean, I like animation a lot. I like animated movies. Cried but so I also hard. just think it was a beautiful movie. I Do you cry on the second watching too? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, it's almost like you cry like in the buildup because I'm like, oh, I know it's coming. He's going to play the song with <laughs> Abuelita Abuel, Coco. Abuelita. Um, but, uh, but also I like love, I don't know. I mean, again, like I grew up in Phoenix, so I kind of like love that Mexican culture and Day of the Dead. I always thought it was like really interesting and I really love the style. And I think Pixar just did like, I don't know, it's just a gorgeous, like it's an insanely gorgeous movie. Mm-hmm. Like even it's been talked about, but it's like underrated and also just how well the story is done. Um, I love the characters. I'm a big uh, Gael Garcia Bernal, Bernal fan. Um, yeah, I, re- I really loved it. And like, it's like, and Benjamin, of, was it Benjamin Bratt that's the, yeah. the villain? He's, he's great too. He's really good, just a really good cast. But also just like it just does a really, really good, outstanding job in watching it the second time. Like it's that it, I haven't loved a ton of the Pixar's recent, like since like Toy Story 3 maybe. I don't know that I've loved a Pixar. Um, but this one I did and I think it had all those little elements of like when I watched on the second viewing, just the way they handled the plot details and the way they introduce information and then the things that they set up and pay off. It's just so like effortless looking so complicated um yeah I, and it's it's one of few movies like a lot of these movies i wouldn't necessarily recommend to everyone like i wouldn't be like you should check out call me by your name right to everybody but like coco your any, parents anybody say. <laughs> yeah maybe uh but uh, but anybody i would say like you should see coco coco's a beautiful movie yeah like it's and i can't and i feel like if you don't like, like coco thing, or are not moved by coco then you might be a sociopath yeah like if you take a date to coco and they're like meh afterwards you should probably not marry that person because I'd be worried about them murdering you in your sleep Cook was like the opposite up in which case like I think the I think both movies are great but I think up like starts off by like that amazing yeah. like mm-hmm. three minutes at the beginning and I think Coco is made by the, the last five minutes yeah. of the movie mm-hmm. I think they're both good throughout and very enjoyable but I think if you take away the ending of Coco or the beginning of up they're just like just really Pretty great, good, yeah. Like children's movie, yeah. But I think with those endings, they become much more beginning and they become. You're much talking about more. that scene at the end of Coco when Michael Stolberg sits on the couch. <laughs> yeah, and does the monologue. Miguel, yeah. some a little <laughs> that period at the end of the scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm still very proud of that analogy. I'm just gonna give um, some shouts to a ghost story, which I've talked about before, which I just think is a cool movie, and also. BPM beats per minute. Oh yeah, that was on Richard Lawson's. Um, it's Richard Lawson's list. number one movie mm, of the year, yeah. um, and was not even shortlisted for best foreign film when it was. I saw like eight or nine foreign <coughs> films this year, and it was the best one I saw. So, sort of annoying. Um, so check that out. That's on iTunes. Um, real quick, uh, best actress. The nominees are Sally Hawkins, Meryl Streep, Frances McDormand, Margot Robbie, and Saoirse Ronan. I'd her? give it to Saoirse Ronan, I think. I legitimately, I think these are all great, and Sally Hawkins is up there, and Frances McDormand is up there for me too, but Saoirse Ronan, something about that performance uh, really spoke to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like it was just a three-way thing of like three people I'd be happy with it, and Saoirse Ronan, Frances McDormand, and Sally Hawkins I'd be happy with. I guess I'd lean towards Sally Hawkins, Again, because of the degree of difficulty thing, because it was like an interesting, different thing. Yeah. Like Frances McDormand, did I don't Frances know if it McDormand. hurts it or helps it that it was just so expected. It was just yeah. like, oh, she's going to do this. She's going to do her thing. It's yeah. her, it's the Southern Fargo character, you know, yeah. like it's, yeah. and then, and the Saoirse Ronan's fantastic. And that's a hard role because it's. Yeah. I think Margot Robbie is good too. I just like, again, I 
that movie's I don't like I didn't like that movie. So yeah. it's and she's so she is that movie so much of it. So it's hard for me to it's hard for me to separate. Yeah, I would I would give it to Saoirse Ronan if I was doing it. Um, although I think Frances McDormand will win. Yeah, I think yeah. she will. I think she will win. Um, best actor: Daniel Day Lewis, Timothy Chalamet, Daniel Kaluuya, Denzel Washington, Gary Oldman. So tough uh, because I love Timothy Chalamet so much, but I expect great things from him later on. There's no fucking way somebody other than Daniel Day-Lewis should win. Yeah, I I think Daniel Day-Lewis should win, obviously. But I will say, I think it says a lot about Timothy Chalamet that, like, I wouldn't be upset if he won. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't just be, like, also, like, oh, good for the young kid or whatever. It'd be like, oh, yeah. No, he was awesome. That one I'd be okay with. But, yeah, yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis should win. And you'd be able to should win. Oh, my gosh. Gary Oldman's gonna win, but yeah, Boo. that movie was just Support, not good. Supporting actor: uh, Sam Rockwell, Woody Harrelson, Christopher Plummer, Willem Dafoe, Richard Jenkins. Well, I'll say Christopher Plummer is very funny that he was nominated. <laughs> um, I mean, I would probably give it to Sam Rockwell. I think. I, I mean, I do kind of. I do think Woody Harrelson was great in that movie, though. Like, I do think he yeah. was really, really good. But Sam Rockwell, I just wouldn't. It's so cliche. I, I this is hard because Willem Dafoe's from my movie. Right. Um, so like I, I my first instinct is to pick him. And I think I would pick him. Um, if I'm going between Woody Harrelson and Sam Rockwell, I would pick Woody Harrelson. <gasps> Who do I think is gonna win? Sam Rockwell. Yeah. I pick Woody Harrelson of the nominees, but I think Sam Rockwell's gonna win. But how good is I, Willem Dafoe when the pedophile is he's like He's good. Michael Stuhlberg should have been nominated. Michael Stuhlberg, I'm sorry. Michael Stuhlberg should have been nominated yeah. for sure. And he should have won. Yeah. Best supporting actress, Leslie Manville, Allison Janey, Laurie Metcalf, Mary J. Blige, Octavia Spencer. Metcalf. I give it to Metcalf, but I will say I watched Mudbound yesterday and I thought Mary J. Blige was very she good. She does a good job. I give it to um, Metcalf by a hair over Manville. Yeah. And that's my that's my upset pick. I think Lori Metcalf's still gonna win. I feel like Rockwell's a lock, and I and I sort of feel like McDormand is a, is a lock. I think one of I think either Saoirse Ronan or Lori Metcalf is gonna be the surprise hmm. winner, but I wouldn't put money on either of those things. No, it's more hopeful. Um, and then let's uh, do best director: Guillermo del Toro, Jordan Peele, Greta Gerwig, Christopher Nolan, Paul Thomas Anderson. I mean, this is going to be easy for you. Should I mean, I get, but again, it's like <laughs> is similar it easy though. For him, it's like, well, like I know that's actually the true. Spheres. These are his favorites. Well, look, no. Well, I mean, I, I guess I think Paul Thomas Anderson probably should, but it's hard because also like he also wrote it and like I think that movie should win because right. it's like the collaborative effort of all that yeah. and Daniel Day-Lewis all coming together. But that said, like if Greta Gerwig won. I wouldn't be mad at all. Like, right. it's like she did a great job. Like, yeah. she, did, she did a fantastic job. And also, like, Guillermo, yeah. I think, would win. I, like I said, I almost think Luca, what's his name, should actually win right. for elevating a movie with directions solely. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess I'd be the answer. So. Um, I'd go Nolan, I think. And, I, and partly because I think the undertaking of Dunkirk is... Like just the the scope and the scale of that movie is so insane yeah. that he deserves recognition from that for that. And also, I think another part is uh, I'm rewarding. I'm doing that that thing that the Academy does, where I'm rewarding him too for his past his past work, which right. I think has been under under recognized. I think this is a ridiculous category, and honestly, like kind of what Matt, anybody could win, and I would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, fair enough. Um, 
I would maybe, I'd probably pick Nolan for the same reasons, the scope. Yeah. Um, although PTA is right there for me. Who do you think will win? Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and he's going to give a great speech. He will give a fun I speech, I which is great. Tell the story about him at Comic-Con, because I love it so much. Oh, I just like, oh, End I mean, with this. All right. We'll we love it. you guys. Thank you. We'll, well be back no, next week. We're going to do this. Oh, oh then we can do this now. Uh, a couple of people have suggested, uh, shout outs to Chris Bartolucci, Rachel Lewis, et cetera, because other people have mentioned this to us as well, um, that we announce what we're doing next. So if people want to watch the movies, they can kind of be ca- caught up. Not that I recommend that. Um, it's a lot of work. It's um, real so pain. we are going to, our, our next episode will be 1993. Um, so that was the year Schindler's List one. The other nominees are The Piano, In the Name of the Father, The Remains of the Day, and The Fugitive. Maddie, tell your Guillermo del Toro story. Right. Take us out. Yeah. Well, I hope it's good enough then. It's um, fine. Uh, but I, at Comic-Con, I think he was promoting Pacific Rim. Or maybe it was Don't Be Afraid of the Dark even. Um, but, uh, but basically he was talking and, he, and he, he's a very funny man. But he, uh, he brought up that he has a rain room in his house. He has a room... Like haunted mansion style, almost where he, uh, where it's just always raining. Um, like I just out the windows, it looks like it's raining at all times. And he just said, he just said, oh yeah, I have a room uh, where it's always raining because I am a weird fat motherfucker. <laughs> and uh, you know, I loved him forever after that. <laughs> See you next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had a good time.